Mike, we're all by ourselves. It's just the two of us today. Well, let's cheer everybody up who's listening. Hit the theme song, baby. Here we go. You take the good, you take the yeah, bad, you take them both, and there you have the, the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow, and now you know about the, the snacks of life. The facts of life. When the world is the Snacks of Life podcast. This week's guests are Big Terp and uh, other callers. Random callers telling us about getting really high on psychedelic drugs. Because we're running a contest, and it's going to keep running for a little while longer, Mike. We're running a contest for the best voicemail of your psychedelic trip. You're going to win a prize pack from Second Shot Skateboard uh, Recycling Co. We've got some grinders. And I'm going to send you some snacks personally curated like the ones you see on the uh, desk right here, from me to you as part of your psychedelic trip experience winning. Yeah, baby. Fuck yeah. You could go home with the snacks of life, or you could go home with sex with my wife. Wait a minute. You sound like Cocaine Brian right now. His his wife followed us, eh? Did she? Yeah. I almost slid in her DMs until I realized it was Cocaine Brian's wife. Cocaine Brian, can you believe he's married? I can't. No. I can't. He's very charming. He's charming in that, like, you know, like I used to wear a helmet. Now I've made it, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I feel like he, uh, he can be charming. Yeah. In like the, uh, has a list of people he's going to murder beside his bed way. It's not even beside his bed. He keeps it tattooed just under his long sleeve shirts on his wrist. <laughs> it's not on his fridge. Not Every on. morning he sees it. So today's today's episode is going to be full of uh, less poop talk than last week. Now that Cackum's gone, fucking crack him, and uh, more voicemails from callers and uh, people that just generally are in love with the show. But before we do anything, Mike, there's always the first caller. You you know who I'm talking about, right? Yo yo yo, it's Headwater. Every fucking week, Headwater calls, eh? Wow. can't breathe for like five minutes. Wow. Hilarious. Wow, hilarious. How are you going to do that to me, Jonathan? Jonathan Burns Kenman is his full name, I believe. Really? (laughs) Oh, no. Your battery. Wow. The cracks of wife. Dude. The jacks of life. Truth be told is, is that these peaks, they're temperamental. They really are. The batteries on them are a little wonky, and they're slightly temperamental, because this has been on the charger for quite some time now. This guy's got the charger on bust. Nuts. Yeah, it's... It still thinks... Okay, well, we'll have to come back to that, Mike. I'm sorry. This podcast is already off to a bet. We're fucked now. I'm going to have to smoke that blunt with you. We're going to have... All right, fire it up. Yeah, you know what? These little peewee joints I roll aren't going to do it to this week. We should talk about some stuff. Trump is going to jail. Did you see that? Did they did they finally arrest him? No, nah, they didn't arrest him yet. They they but they, he's been indicted. They he, indicted him? Yeah, and that cuz he paid that he paid a he paid a little porn star Stormy Danny's to not tell people that he, she peed on him. What are you going to do? And I th- I believe actually the truth be told about it is is that the crime isn't committed in in paying her off. It was how he went about paying her off with like Funds from the campaign or some shit, maybe like hush money from some yeah, source. and then lied about it. You know, this is the thing I loved about Rob Ford is 
Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Rob Ford. Rest in peace. I, I actually have a signed picture to me of Rob Ford. Six God? Is he an official six God? Fuck yeah. Right? Rob Ford's a six God, right? He's like Buddha of six gods. Wow. Him, Santa Claus, and then the guy who yells believe at Young and Dundas. Like, uh, we're pretty sure Russell Oliver was in that gang with, with Rob Ford too, right? No choice. Russell Oliver's there. The Harold, the jewelry buyer, is a six god. Leo from Frank Leo Real Estate has got to be a six god. What bro. about Superfan Nav? Oh, he was goaded by everybody, bro. That guy during that run, that guy was go. That guy's kids are goaded. He gets sponsorships now. Like he's already got enough money. He owns a Honda dealer. Yeah. He gets sponsorships now through the Raptors to take other fans' places and shit. Like he has like a fucking McCain sponsorship. Get your French fries and tell no lies. I'm the snack man. He calls himself the snack man. Going, <laughs> you better not. No, <laughs> fucking better not. Leave that for me, bro. Snack man. Oh, I'm your snack <clears throat> man. Okay, so uh, on the the fucking topic of snacks, this is a really fucking creepy call that we got on the voicemail. I've kind of, oh, I've kind of set, man. I've set us up for this. All right. Because I'm encouraging everybody to call. Yeah, when you say everybody, that's the problem, bro. Is and that... I just put the... Thank God I'm not putting your phone number or my phone number out there. It's just a random phone number that we can ditch at any point. But, yeah, it, it's pretty public. So we've we've had some weirdos. Case in point, this one. Oh, I'm just eating some snacks. Oh, I like read a podcast. Mmm. Good snacks are good. Oh, I like... What's the micro dose? Dicks. Uh, potato uh, chips. Yeah. Extra salty. Mm. Extra salty potato chip mm. dick. Mm. I love salty dicks. He's, he's choking on the dicks right now. Micro podcast. Cook fast. Snack man. Micro podcast. Snack. Micro dose. Let's smoke some salvia and jerk off. Uh, I don't think that counts as a Salvia trip, and you will not be entered into the contest. I don't know what the fuck that call was, and I hope all of our callers know that going forward, we'd like to open up a contest in the comments. What was that person eating, bro? I heard a rapper, and I heard very thick, like, chewing, like, like molasses. That guy was mowing down Nutella spoons. I, th like, I think he was eating a Snickers, and hopefully when he was done, yeah. he, he won't be so fucked up. Bro, a Snickers, <laughs> like, I know. Why does that go to my mind, too? That chewing style. I just feel like... He was hungry, and that call was mid-hunger. And at the end of it, he's probably going to be a little bit ashamed of that call. Because that was... Nah, that guy's going to be hard as fuck that he went first. We did. We did. Well, Headwater went first, but the dabs are still... I don't know, man. This fucking... These peaks... <coughs> these peak batteries are dog shit. And I'm going to be honest with you. They've been dog shit since the beginning. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I, I this guy's just... taking a shot at Puffco Peak. Send us a new one, man. Has Puffco been goaded in the weed community? For its versatility. You know, they got knocked off pretty quickly. And they did get a lot of hate at the beginning for how expensive they were. Like five, six bills coming out the gate? Out the gate. They were a little pricey. Um, I'm going to say this. Versatility, travel. Puffco is a great device. Yeah. Puffco will never make you regret taking a dab like a torch and a banger will. Never have I ever won. I'll regret not taking a bigger dab on a Puffco somehow. Like sometimes you take a blue or a green and you're like, I should have been a red. I was feeling it. Yeah. I could have took it. Yeah. But you're right. You never take a hot dab where you're at, like where your eyes hurt, you're sweating, your kids are asking if you're all right. Kids, people are offering you water. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah like this spit bucket. You're like, like you're- dude, taking a dab has it, it's evolved because back in the day, people weren't ready. I wasn't ready for my first couple dabs, and I used to warn people like they were gonna go through a cannon. I was like, but you guys, your life's gonna change, and never gonna be the same. I like it. The funniest part about it is, and anybody that has given somebody a dab <laughs> for the first time, especially off of like, let's go back off a swing or off like a T.I. nail or something. Like We have to like, explain oh, that can- to the people. So T.I. nail was like <coughs> the rapper T.I. had come out with these fresh dab nails. <laughs> Highly educated. <laughs> Highly educated. What happened to Shortly that? after... 24s came out ti decided to diversify his portfolio from tiny in his uh prostitution ring into uh <laughs> yeah, weed dabs yeah what was that guy running again him and changi i don't i don't know i don't man. know if it was changi it was somebody else <coughs> anyway uh off a off a swing used to hit the the, the dabs red hot and Why? there's <sighs> we didn't know better i just don't think we knew better how funny is that it would be pretty much <coughs> red hot I mean, for the longest time, we were extracting dry weed. And I honestly think that, you know, necessity is the mother of all inventions, they say. Somebody went, somebody really smart, not me, said that. Might have been me. Could have been you. Um, I think that the way we found out that you can extract live weed is from somebody being super impatient. And just being like, fuck it. Let's go for it. Use the weed like it is right now, bro. Trichomes yeah. are on it. Yeah. Like, or, I mean, th- there's a possibility there were some real scientists involved, but I don't, I don't think so. I, I think don't that, think so. I think it was just trial and error. To use live plant. Yeah. Fro- fro- frozen. Like frozen live plant. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what it was. You know, it could have been I taken don't even from want a- that. I, bro, one rip of a blunt sends me to the moon. Do you bro. remember when you did comedy on the blunts the other night? You bad. killed it. Uh, what the, where were we? We were at the Circle Theater in Alliston, Ontario. Oh, yeah. Shout out. That's right, bro. Shout out to the Circle. They were nice. Good I, crowd. I had some fans there. People who went to high school with me who live in Alliston. Now they're like, hey, we all came out as a group. I was like, shut the fuck up. Somebody hit me up in the DMs, if you recall. <laughs> they were there with 12 people. Me and Rhett Mike were, were chilling after the show, and uh, someone hit me up to say that they saw me at Mike's show, and they were trying to come smoke a blunt with us. Near standing O. At the fucking Circle Theater, these people were in hysterics, ready to carry me out. And this guy gets the fucking, hey, you guys killed it tonight message. <laughs> the first night, Mike's like, what? what the fuck? How did they even know you were there? Like, kind of easy to spot. I was Bro, wearing... we made an entrance. We somehow. did. Like, we didn't even do it on purpose. You, it was, yeah. Cause he even pointed it out. He's like, there's our headliner. I, know, I didn't even mean to. I was going to just sneak into the back. And he's like, there he is, our headliner. I'm like, hello. I would like to say, though, that when I entered the Circle Theater... For the first time in my life, I was mistaken for a comic. Nice. You know, because they were like, oh, you're the comics. And you're like, yeah, I'm the headliner. And I just kept my mouth shut. You're like, well, how far, how, what is this? How far can I go? Dude, some of my friends have mastered it. It's, you, you become a manager is what that is at that point. Yeah. You're just managing me. I mean, I'm used to my way around backstage. Yeah, yeah, you're Gen- Yeah, generally. You set up an area with the, the waters and the blunts. Yeah, I did. I, I, the green room was not suffice at the Circle Theater. They need to work on that. But I made it. I, I, I set up shop right away. And we were working with a very professional dude that day, uh, John Paul from Breakfast Television. Shout out BT, Breakfast Television. Uh, no, I think I might have beef with that guy now. No. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, like the next day or, or, or fuck, man, we should pull this up. They did a, like a fucking story on a different snack company. 
Whoa. I'm pretty sure. Like it, like recently. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that like in the last JP, couple days, hit up my snack, dude. How you? They did. Here? They did some sort of snack content, and I was like, was, I it, the, was it the, the Asian fuck? guy? Was it a? Was it an Asian dude? I think I saw. That. I don't know, man. And whenever I see that stuff. Rather than get super insulted about it, I just don't look at it. I get insulted about everything. I take everything personally. What about this? I messaged a booker today because I thought I'm, I I read a message that said the gig was only whatever. I thought a gig paid six bills. It's a good gig. I, not a bad gig, but I thought he had offered me more. So I was like, hey, bro, did you write in that message that it's only six bills? And he was like, no. What the fuck are you talking about, Mike Rita? And I realized I have to chill out. Before interacting with normal people, yeah, I get way too high, and way too impulsive. I read the message completely wrong, and the message that I was reading was from last year. I had over, <laughs> I had over Your rate went up, dude. I just over <laughs> The thing with my rate is, I'll give you the first one a good, really good rate. Oh, you're like a coke dealer. First one's cheaper. First one's cheaper because I because I want to come on and smash for you. And then you're gonna make them come when they come back. You well, they want to come back. They want to book me again. Double go, hey, up the re up. My yesterday's rate isn't today's rate. I can't remember who says that. They call that the read up. The read up. Yeah, the read up. Read up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want show number two? You got to read up, bro. The crazy thing is, people don't know, but I still work for the clubs quite a bit. So I do Yuck Yucks comedy clubs on a regular. And when you're doing Yuck Yucks comedy clubs, um, how do I even talk about this? It's a set rate. No matter how many tickets these people are, I'm, I'm selling to, for them to come. It's a rate. Because in some towns you do shit, and some towns you do great. Right. So in Burlington this week, if I had put on an independent show, I could have cleaned <coughs> two grand. Right. Because I could have sold the shits on a ticket, but right. I didn't. I, I, I agreed to my set rate, which is pretty much half of that, Yeah. with no risk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the risk versus, like, you know, like, they take all the risk at right. nine bills. But also, at the same time, consistent work, like you say. That's right. That way, you're, that way when you go to Winnipeg and you go to Regina... And you go to Ottawa, and you go to all the like the smaller areas. You're hitting London, Ontario, shit like that. You're still making your your bread regardless. That's right, bro. So that rate helps out in the shittier towns. Like in the big towns, you're like, ah, I could have killed in Hamilton. I could have done great in Burlington. I could have done. And then you're like, ah, wait a minute. That's right. The reward, bro. Making yeah. a paycheck doing what you love is way better than chasing the loot. You know what I mean? This is the reason why I don't have a store, Mike. Uh, it's tough, bro. It's tough. Ooh. That sounds like the worst idea ever. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll, you know, tons more money. I did that. I worked, I worked, uh, you know, in the car business. Why would you want to spend that much more when the online, online world is kinks that right now, bro? Fuck. I would rather be traveling. No kidding, bro. You know what I mean? Imagine being locked out at a storefront for eight hours a day, no matter what. Imagine like, even two having. sales. Yeah. Imagine even having to deal with somebody else being locked in your storefront. I don't know, man. I just it just doesn't sound appealing to me. Hi, but Ted. Yeah, we had a customer come in, and he said his Japanese Pikachu soda tasted a little funny. Uh, explain to him that it's been exported from another country. Okay, and it's the reason it tastes expensive because it's thirteen dollars. You know, you know what I do when people complain. I shouldn't say this. I just refund it. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm just like cool. I don't even engage anymore. Because certain people are that way. Like, for instance, I've had people that, like, I'll ship them a box of, say, cake mix. Right? Just like They'll make know. the cake and it sucks. No, no, the box will get fucked up. But, like, oh. the cake mix is in, in a bag inside the box. Yeah. So it's like, were you going to 
collect the Reese's Pieces Brownie Mix box forever? Or were you going to use the bag inside that, you know, and they'll message, they'll be like, oh, you know, it, it came and it was really messed up. And I don't even engage, right? I'm just like, refund is sent back to there your you payment go. source. Be done with it. That's not a that's not a fucking open right for you guys to try to rip off a small business, please. And thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I also on the flip side have lots of customers that are super fucking cool about things. When I'm really high and I forget to send them something. Okay, something's missing. You're like, oh shit, I'll reset it right now. I dude, I've paid out of pocket to send something to somebody overnight. That was like, you know, a $3 item that cost me 15 bucks to ship it to somebody just because I felt like That's a fucking prick, you know? Service, though. Mm, it's love of the game versus, you know, love of the bottom end. You know what you got to send them in that point? You got to send them a little bullet in a box and you'd be like, you ever complain again? This is not going to be in this box, but in your head. <coughs> Straight yes, up. last week you threatened to kill the truth turtle. Uh, and now you're talking about bullets, man. You got to be careful. This honestly, is going to blow up, honestly, and I people are going to go back, and they're going to be like, episode eight and nine. I grew, up, I grew up in the hood, and when you grow up in the hood, everything comes down to straight-up death, violent threats. Like, for some reason, when you're just growing up, you're like, bro, that guy, that guy, what? He took your 20 sack? Kill him. We're literally at his life over this 20 sack right now just to send a message. We were, bro, there were, there were times. The there was, disrespect is not going to be tolerated. The craziest thing is like, okay, 20 sacks is an exaggeration, but not really. <laughs> I know someone who almost fucking got capped over a half quarter, bro. This is 2008. This is the height of the. The $40 half quarter. Uh, this is the height of like, you know, the game. Like this is the last good stretch of yeah we chopping you know we're yeah. about a decade out from legalization still lots of money in the game we're there talking over two grand packs no choice 2500 a p yeah yeah and you know and if it was a quad like if i could get headwater back in the day it's like three grand oh yeah you were paying yeah people were still paying 250 an ounce uh, easy for that shit man p people would pay the full 10 a gram they wouldn't even question it you know you'd have your older clientele guys in there and this is older yeah. for me at the time because i'm young i'm in my teens or I'm in my early 20s. And then, you know, you have guys who were like 35, 40 working construction. They don't give a fuck. What they wanted was the best weed on site. That's when the pinks hit, too. That's, that's when the cushions started to hit. Oh, that's all I sold was pink. Yeah. Uh, death. Uh, Bubba. I, I also used to sell a weed that isn't around anymore called UK Cheese. Oh, no, 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 no. The UK Cheese is, is the Exodus cut. Remember I used to grow that. Yeah, man. It tastes like black licorice, the real cheese. Bro, it was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah that like was good. the cheese, man. Uh, that won a cannabis cup. Back in that era, bro. That cheese. Yeah. People don't. People disrespect the cheese. Anybody who knows me dearly, they're gonna hear this podcast and be like, "Wow, Reed's talking about the cheese. Get that fuck." Some people hated it. They didn't want it. They wanted the pink gas instead of the cheese stank. Cheese was a stanky weed. It was a yeah. general, real hybrid. Almost. Yeah. Really, right down the middle, like fuck you up, and then also give you a boost of energy. Yeah. Yeah. I used to grow something called the. Uh, New York Sour Diesel, but it was a Soma cut. Wow, New York Sour Diesel, bro. That yeah. exact name. Yep, yeah, and it was the Soma Seeds cut, and it was a fast flowering cut. The 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 other ones went 12 weeks, and, man, it used to just murder carbon filters. And, again, this is in the era where, like, if you got caught growing weed, you, you weren't going to get in a ton of trouble, but it's not like today where you could just do whatever you want, right? Wild Wild West. You know, I can have 110 plants at my house, Rita. No, it's nuts. It's, that's a lot. But at the same time, they're when you cutting, process they're, it... It's, they're cutting down those... Uh... Yeah, I heard that. That's big news, actually, folks. Breaking news on the Snacks of Life podcast. Health Canada sucks dick. 
limiting the amount of grams each smoker can have per day, meaning how much their grower can grow for them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so I like I know there's people that have licenses that are much larger than mine. Mine's 30 grams a day. And how that came to that conclusion was is that I, I do smoke a lot of concentrates, especially before I had my medication, uh, my needle to help me walk. I was smoking two, three grams of concentrates a day. Um, so that's how they justify it. One gram of concentrates equals 10 grams of flour. Wow. Um, but I, there was people that had 50 gram licenses and now apparently health Canada is, is talking about cutting back people's licenses to 25 grams a day. And the truth of the matter is, is it's because these cocksuckers want to sell you weed. They don't want you to grow weed just the same way as they didn't want you to make your own alcohol and why you can't grow your own tobacco, why you can't have your own gambling house. Why? Because they want their cut and they want to sell you weed. They don't want you to grow weed. Whether you're sick or not, they don't give a fuck. So, it's all about the competition, right? Oh, you looking at the drinks we got? Yeah, I wanted to see what it was. Yeah, yeah, I brought I brought you Prime Energy. Bro, Logan, Lo, the Logan brothers over there, Logan Lo, Paul? Logan Paul, yeah, yeah, I brought you the hype shit. You're sick, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I was going to bring you the Mr. Beast bar. That's gonna be in another episode, man. I got some Mr. Beast shit on deck. You gotta bring some. I gotta. I gotta let. Bro, I want to buy some too for my kid. I swear to God. How dare you insult me with this, Mr. Reed? I bring my daughter a Mr. Beast bar. I'm the coolest dad she ever freaking. I I had a Mr. Beast burger when I was in Massachusetts, and I just sent her the picture of the wrapper. She nearly had a meltdown. Like, what the fuck? Did they actually have a location in Massachusetts? You have to order on Uber Eats. Uber Eats. So Mr. Beast is a fucking gangster because. Unlike Dobernick, dude, who's making a pizzeria for real, for real, Mr. Beast just makes burgers out of ghost kitchens in fancy packaging, and it's all only on Uber Eats and, and delivery services. There's not an actual place that I, I believe someone will correct us, but I don't think there's an actual Mr. Beast restaurant at all. I think there's one in Toronto. An actual Mr. Beast restaurant? I was I was under the impression you could only get it Uber Eats. We, in Toronto? Right here. All right, all right, all right. Is oh fuck, I wish we could just ask her. I need to get my Alexa in this bitch. Yeah, that would be cool, man. No, if you guys don't know Mr. Beast, I don't know how the fuck you've ever avoided this guy in your 10 years on the internet. This guy's insane. He does some of the greatest videos in internet history. I think that's arguable. He did, he did, a, he did one right now, I think. It could have been old. I was just searching YouTube, but I think it's current. Last person to have their hands on. You know the, like the cool yeah. keep your hand on the thing? Last person to keep their hands on the million dollars. Sheesh. There's a company out uh, out west that sells RV parts, uh, Mr. Beast Burger, that sells RV parts that did that. Oh, oh yeah, 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 you're right, right there, Toronto, Young Street. I stand corrected. No, see, look, order food delivery, takeout online for Mr. Beast Burger. Yeah, 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 see, it's a good See, it's all on Skiff's Dishes, bro. There's no actual um, mother... That, that address looks like it's Holy Cow, Holy Chuck. Who's the burger joint at that address? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like 1940 Young Street, that's all the way at the top there, bro. That's like. So I, I, I still I still am under the same impression that there isn't an actual. Look at that. See, four Young Street. Probably that's up oh, there. see, it says dine in. What the fuck? Jay, it's got a picture. Fuck yeah, Google Street View. Creepiest shit on earth, but... It might be an old picture. Because <coughs> this would be a newer restaurant. 
And if 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 you've tried the Mr. Beast burger, I tried it, it was actually fucking decent. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I'm not gonna lie, like it was good. <laughs> I would lo- look. Is that Holy Chuck, bro? Is that the bagel place right there? If that's Bagel House, bro, that's Holy Chuck is their secret burger place. Well, this address Look, there it is, Holy Chuck, bro. Where I might not be, I might be getting high right now. There's an Osmos. Oh, Osmos. There's a Canada Computers. There's an optical place. Let's but go to the other side. It's the exact area. That's Look, what it it's is. just a food truck, bro. There's no real Mr. Beast. Okay, so that area that he's in, that's I go there all the time to go get Belly Buster <laughs> subs. Yeah. You ever fuck with Belly Buster subs? No, it sounds good though. Oh man, anybody listening right now knows Belly Buster subs on Young and fucking Lawrence. You know what it is. Best subs in Toronto, hands down, no choice. Crispy bacon. Shout out to those Mediterranean fucks in there. Okay, oh, I can't remember their names right now, bro. But the old dude with the nephews and the sons—they're all amazing. Facts. Belly, belly Buster. Belly Buster. Not Free the King plug. Street. Not King on Spadina. Fuck that secondary <coughs> location. But Sp- Young and Lawrence. You gotta bro. go with the OG. Oh my God, bro. Anybody who goes to Toronto doesn't try the OG Batondos, the OG California sandwiches. You guys are fucked, man. The OG San Francisco sandwiches, but it's under new ownership. Really? New bonership, yeah. Mm. You want to do another voicemail? Yeah. All right. We should should Uber Eats McDonald's to the fucking house. Yo, I was trying to get McDonald's to fucking give us McDelivery and promote it and shit, but you can't get McDelivery here. I know, and it's right there. This whole town. Bush League. Yeah, I was like, well, this whole town. All right, let's get to another message. Okay, do you want... Uh, a snack packer or somebody we don't know who it is playing a voice. Random. Is uh, this the Minecraft podcast? I'm uh, looking for a Minecraft uh, podcast. Uh, what the fuck's with everyone calling it the Mike Rita podcast? Like, I'm fucking not here. I can tell you what it is. You're too famous. The name Mike Rita is is so catchy, subconsciously <laughs> that they just want. To, people have been calling me Mike Rita, not not just Mike, not just Rita, Mike Rita. It's like Mike Kramer, Rita. but it's two names. Bro, people call me Mike Rita like it's one name. Yo, Mike Rita, it's Mike Rita, Mike Rita, Mike Rita, Mike Rita. Sounds like a a drink. Mike Rita's the Mike Rita's. I thought Snackman was fucking catchy, but Mike Rita is pretty catchy. People call it the Elton John of Canadian comedy names, bro. I don't know. Wow, that's a big... So can I be the prince of snack names then? Formerly known as... Formerly known as Edward, now known as Snackman. Tedward, bro. Tedward. <laughs> you didn't even know my name for the longest time. Most Honestly, people don't. They just called me Snacks. I, I, what do I have on my phone? Edward Mayerson, Snackman. Edward Snackman. Edward Snackman. Yeah, that's exactly how you have it written. But you down. have to say it like it's old fancy English. Edward Snackman. <coughs> the third. Man, thank God we have this beautiful sponsor, Liquid Death. Because the way we're smoking, we're just pounding these waters. It's Liquid us- Death fucks me up every week. Every week I go home, and every week my wife thinks I've been drinking alcohol. And every week I gotta put her in a place, make a sandwich, and get me my water. And then she says, make you a sandwich. Why don't you make a sandwich, you fucking slice of turkey? And then we make passionate love on a can of Liquid Death. Rage sacks is good. Uh, well, yeah, we, we, I, I had to go to therapy for it. 
Addicted? <clears throat> just to the rage part, not the sex. I just got I was angry. Okay. Are you an angry guy? I'm a very, uh, if I'm not talking, so if we're in a situation and I'm not saying anything, I'm really pissed off. And, and then I let it go, and I let it go, and I mentally am giving people strikes, and then I snap. And I think it was Dave Chappelle <clears throat> famously said, your mother said sticks and stones would break your bones, but names that never hurt you. The bitch never met me. Because I will say some shit that'll make you wish I broke your bones with sticks and fucking stones. That's how I am, Mike. I cut so fucking deep. When I snap, I snap and I start talking and I am, I'm, by that point I black out and I'm like, I don't call people names. I get really personal and I get really deep and I cut deep. And, And then I usually am not friends anymore. I can't be friends with somebody after you cut deep. I go for I give opportunity and I give and then I yeah I'm I don't want to make the comparison because I've owned these dogs and I love them but I'm very much the what people would say is the typical pit bull in a sense that like I don't bark I don't bark and then I fucking I fuck shit up you know what I mean. I'm I'm the guy that I've had people threaten to fight me and want to fight me, and by the time I'm done talking, they just want to get the fuck away from me. A lot of people get in my DMs about fighting you. About fighting me? Yeah, they're like sick. They're like, send the snack man my way, bro. I got a ring. I got gloves. If you could fight anybody in the world, who's it gonna be? If I could fight anybody, not in including the world. your exes or her boyfriends. Oh, I don't care about any of that. Snack man laying it down. Um, I want to fight. I want to fight Bob Barker because I want to recreate uh, the fucking Happy Gilmore fucking scene. He beats him up. I know, but I just love that movie. It's my favorite movie. You and like, get beat up by the old man. I I would love to take a shot from Bob Barker. What's this famous line there? What's on the now? The Price is Right, wrong. bitch. Yeah, the, the Price, price is, is wrong, wrong, bitch. Yeah, yeah. What a great movie. Um, the way he says "bitch," there's a there's a thing there. The Price is Wrong, bitch. Yeah. Perfect. Bitch. Bob Barker's still alive, right? Wow. Let's see. Okay. I'm going to say... Ah. I'm going to say, yeah. I don't remember the big Bob Barker tribute. We would have had... there. He would have been on the Emmys or there would have been something. How old is Bob Barker? 99! Holy shit! Bob Barker is 99. Still alive. Does he turn 100? He turns 100. This year. This year. Oh, in de- in December, December twelfth of this year, Bob Barker will be a hundred years old. Dude, we should have bet how old he was, like it was the price at the end, like the show. Without games. going over, <laughs> closest. <laughs> yeah, would have went over a hundred, and I would have said one dollar, Bob. Oh, you're fucked. How are you gonna do me like that, bro? How are you gonna Bob Barker me like that, bro? You have to. How many times do you think he's been the victim of a hoax? <laughs> Every day someone calls, Bob, I heard you, Dad. Did you see there was a viral trend a few months ago where people were, like, calling their parents and telling them their favorite celebrity died even though they didn't? It, and no, recording their reaction? they died years before. That, I think that was the thing. They would call and say dead celebrities that had been dead for years. So oh, the one I saw, they were saying things like Cheryl Crow had died and, like, oh, fucking people so that were totally alive. Dude, I saw one that was really funny. That was like they were. It was like a compilation of people saying like, this, like dead celebrities that had been dead for a while. And one of my favorites is like, "Mom, 
John Lennon's dead. And the mom goes, no, not John Lennon. And the kid goes, yeah. Jo-. And Can he, you believe it? He like, And he's really leaning in. And the mom is like, oh, my God. You know, he was one of the best. And I always loved him. And then it's like, mom, he's been dead for like 50 years. And I was like, oh, yeah. And you could see like in her face, like, oh, my God. I'm just, dude, there was a couple of them that were really good, man. Yeah, the John Lennon was, <laughs> mom, you're not going to believe it, guy. Oh, dude, I knocked over the peak. Hit that thing up, bro. See if that thing All right, let's yet. try this stupid fucking peak. Bro, Puffco, come you, on. Here, let's bro, listen to another it. voicemail, okay? Okay. All right. Uh, you try to get the peak on. GBA James here. Oh. Snackbacker extraordinaire. Shout out to the snackback. Uh, little fun fact. Uh, once upon a time, you couldn't find... Two for busies in Canada. What's two for busies? They're they're seltzers. Discovery, Barry LCBO. Negative, Barry Beer Store. Two for, in a case, multi pack. Jeez, no vitamin C. All I'd say about that. This man drove oh. a half. <laughs> the caca at the end. He drove a half hour away from his house to find a two four of seltzer. I don't even like alcohol. Me neither. I couldn't imagine driving a half an hour for seltzer. Seltzer is what, bro? Like fizzy? Vizzy. It's like a. It's a. It. It's a brand. V i z z y. Yes, that's correct, sir. I think I've seen them. Oh, dude, I don't know what the fuck's up with this peak. You should have brought. It. You think our boy who runs the studio's got a torch? We had a bong, but but we don't got the piece for the top. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, this week there will be no dabs on the snacks. No, 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 no. We're not saying that yet. Wow. I'm not giving up on Puffco. Snacks. Uh, Puffco Repair. Snacks. There's a Puff Coil Repair guy. Shout out him. He figured out how to fix these things. I got to hit him back up because this was working last week. I'm a broken man with dreams. We need to do some more dabs. You know who else is on the, the uh, topic of the snack pack? So we've got Cocaine Brian. Big Terps. Big Terps. Big Terps. Has called in a couple times since uh, Brian was on. I love Big Terps. Um, so let's go to Terps. Which one should we go to we, first? You have some big, this is our Big Terp segment. We're going to give Big Terp a segment. We need a Big Sh- Terp, Big Terp. What you going to smoke? <laughs> what you going to smoke Wait, when dude, it's time to talk Big Terp, Big Terp? We can even do the burner thing for us. See, the average fool going there and buy a $15 hit and not give a fuck. Sure, sure. But the real heads, though, the ones that we know and that we fuck with, they're going to want to eat. Welcome to the Big Turp Corner, where we, we shout out to the homie Big Turp, who's just out here in Muskoka holding it down. Big Turp 705. Let's go. He he called in with a trip. Okay. Or he just called in, like, with a regular. And then he called in with some health advice. What do you want first? <laughs> okay. Let's start with his trip. Let's start with his trip. Okay, story. let's start with this trip. This is Big Turp 705. Hey, Reese and Snackman. It's fucking Big Turp out here. I'm just on my way to work in glorious Muskoka. It's fucking 7 a.m. and we're up and at it, ready to get this bread. Anyway, let me talk about my DMT experience. (laughs) Now, I've done DMT (laughs) a handful of times. I only ever broke through once, and it was the strangest experience I think I've ever had in my life. Anyone who's done DMT will be like, this is not a normal fucking experience. You know, it's going to be strange. So anyway... I had this vial of DMT that a buddy gave me, and every time I would touch it, 
I would have the worst anxiety ever, like I was about to do cocaine off a landmine or something. Like, that kind of anxiety is like, this shit could just blow up in your face just so bad. Anyway, this fucking DMC trip, I, I you know, I, I smoke it. I I waited, like, three years to be able to, like, get the guts to fucking smoke it. And I, I do. And I, I get into this, like, crystal hallway. Like, it was a hallway with invisible walls. But I could tell there was walls. I could tell there was room. And the background was, like, literally just outer space. Like, I was just floating in space, but in this, like, crystal hallway. It was weird. So I go into this one room, and there's this, like, coffin tomb chamber that's, like, elevated. It has these purple flames around it. And I walk over to it. And I'm like, you know what? Nah, this is too fucking weird. And I left. I went into the next room. In the next room, there was this couple from, like, I don't know. It looked like they were from the 50s or something. And they had this baby in their hand. And this baby was crying and crying and crying. And the I'm assuming it was the dad took the baby and put it in this, like, wire trash can and they they were just so happy about it and I, I i didn't know what it meant i still don't know what the fuck that means but there was this couple from the 50s they put this baby in a trash can it was weird so then i go to the next room and it Door was just three. full of hanging animals and i was like what the fuck does this mean and i just noped out of there i didn't want to deal with it so i just fucking said no and then I just opened my eyes and I was just stupid high for the, the last, like, I don't know, four or five minutes, however it lasts. Total, I, I think I was in there for about maybe ten minutes, but it felt like days. Anyway, that was my fucking weird DMC huh? experience. You got the fucking burial chamber. Tricks. You got the hanging animals. Like, animal carcasses hanging from meat hooks. He's a hunter, too, though. And then the baby in the trash can. What does it mean, guys? I don't fucking... Okay, turfs. As a, a as a PhD psychologist, I have to have to tell you that the carcass and the baby crying are all related. The fifties image is the idea that your parents wanted you to be this perfect little boy, like the fifties idea. The hanging carts are are your legacy as a hunter, and uh, the purple flamed uh, coffin is your love for wrestling in the nineties, and it's the Undertaker. <laughs> If you had gone to that first coffin, The Undertaker would have came out and Paul Bearer, well, Paul Bearer would have came in and been like, Turp, get And he would have had to choke slam him, the crying baby, and, and. The old couple. <laughs> That's a lot of choke slams. <laughs> Dude, I can't say you straight up, Turps. I, here comes something that no one expects out of Reeds. I've never done DMT. Really? <laughs> I've done them all. The other ones, I've done everything. I've done acid. It's not that I, I everything. You smoke meth? Uh, no, I smoke speed. Uh, smoke smoke speed? crack. I smoked mushrooms once. Uh, smoked. I never smoked mushrooms. Yeah. I've done. I don't so think you're mushrooms. supposed to do that though. I did so much coke it ruined my life for a few years. Yeah, I, I did that. Know. That was fun. See, the thing about crack is, and this is the truth. Anybody who's ever done crack knows this. You understand why crackheads exist the second you do crack. You get I, it. I never did crack cocaine for the simple reason that I grew up in a pawn shop. Yeah. It was like my first job was in a pawn shop. And I knew the way I was with everything. 
So I've purposely not done those things because I know they're fucking awesome. Nobody is sucking dick over something that's not great. Bro, I, in the in the height of my coke life, someone offered me a crack pipe with a loaded head and I hit it and it was unbelievable. It was truly like you you you're like Holy moly, I'm gonna run through a wall right now. I'll fucking take on a football team. Yeah, I'll throw a cop into a river, bro. I'll pick up a car. Yeah. You really do. You're like, I'm super, super human, fucked. bro. I'm I am I could be everything I've ever wanted to be right now. Give me a piece of paper, I'll write a novel. Give me a script. I'll yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of really productive crackheads that have come out in that. Nah, they're nuts, bro. Because I'm going to tell you something. Eventually, that would take over your life. You could never go back to being normal. Like, one hit of crack will ruin your life. Kids, don't, don't do, do, do it. Don't do crack. Your boy Reeds did it in the peak of a, of a really bad part of his life. And he, uh, just once. Just, and I even, I even light the hit. True story. I, I just cleared it. There was a little bit left. That's all you need. Like how when you do, like, we gave Russ the end of the bomb. Yeah, anybody who's ever smoked crack, you know, you, you can smoke crack out of a, what, what, regardless, most people just smoke it out of a glass. You can't, the stem. That's right. And you do the little, yeah. and it pops, just like people will tell you, it's, it pops. Snap, crackle, pop. Okay, they don't call it crack for nothing. It goes, and you're like, oh, my God. Like the, I remember the, the craziest part about that is, is the science, to the, the cocaine to the crack and the difference between cocaine and crack it's too much bro it's, it's weed like, to dabs it's uh, yeah. alcohol to liquor it's exactly that concentrate yeah. where you're like this is it quicker bro crack is coke without the shitty nose okay crack is coke without the uh you're really not selling it to the kids right now <laughs> yeah don't do it kids stay the fuck listen I, I thought about it, and this is just me opening up about a, a dark time in my life. This is I, what this is for. I thought about it for probably a month after I did it. True story. Every day, once. And then sometimes it would be like I'd get lost in the idea, like, well, you could do it and not get anything. You know? like, like, literally, like, trying to, like, in, in your brain trying to be like, man, just do it again, bro. Do a real shot. Like, you only talk out of taste, bro. Do a real hit. You're like, that was good. I should try more. No, don't do it. Oh, don't I do never it. did heroin. You no, know, no, no. heroin isn't really a Canadian drug unless you go so West Coast that you're on Hastings. But literally, outside of that weird concentration, everyone does it. In it's pill still form. around, dude. There was a there was a, there was people that shot cocaine, like the, the, the needle cocaine mm. where I was from. That's fucked, man. I, yeah. I, I think it switched over to perks. A lot of people are on the perks. Well, that's what bit. that's what happened actually. There was a video recently of a of a drug addict, and and like you know. That's the thing about the internet is, is you don't know if this guy's playing a drug addict or he's a drug addict, but he was talking about some tinfoil hat cocaine Brian shit about how all of the heroin left the streets and all of the, the synthetic fentanyl just overnight popped up and that the, all these dope fiends that had spent years of their lives on the streets, we're talking 15 years being a dope fiend every day, all of a sudden they're dying off of fentanyl and they'd been doing heroin for 15 years, but the heroin was gone. And now all there was was fentanyl. So they needed something. And they so and it was you know and it was crazy. But the fucked up part about this is is and and you know we can open up about this as well. Um, about three weeks ago, my cousin overdosed. Damn. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like a weird thing because he lived where I live. Yep. So I would have interactions with him. So, and he wasn't that much older than I am, and we we grew up in the same town. A very toxic environment. You don't have to be from Toronto to grow up in a drug-infested town. And anybody that is in anywhere in Canada knows that some small towns 
they're really bad. They're, they they don't need to have residential housing okay. and ghettos to, I to have. I would say 50% of Canadian small towns are ravaged by drugs. And in America, it's even higher. What West Virginia is one of the worst places in America. Bro, you won't believe when you go to America how bad it is, bro. I guess you will because we all watch the television. But, man, small towns, drug problems because you got nothing to do. So the 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 drug problem is uh, is is a big one. And they said that, you know, the, the heroin that had been around since the 70s is gone. And now it's just fentanyl. And the weird part about drug addicts and 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 junkies is is that you know the closer you do get to dying the better the drug you know if somebody dies off of something that there's a lot of people that go to that that go for that because it's good then you know what i mean it's not that it's tainted it's really strong that's how close they're walking to the edge every day right and uh so unfortunately you know it hits close to home man Straight the fuck up. Junkie life is something that most people don't understand. These people understand that they're falling down. But a lot of times they have nothing else to look forward to. That is what addiction is. You have nothing else to look forward to. And then in these small towns, the dream is gone. A lot of their life has been wasted. Their prime years were spent just getting drunk and feels with their friends. And now they realize, like, fuck, Mary Sue's moved on. I'm here with my parents. The economy in this little town is rough. Mm. Bro, like, you know? Unfortunately, the hard part for me with my personal experience is, is that my cousin um, was diagnosed with a curvature of his spine Whoa. when he was late teens. Fuck. And uh, he had a surgery. So we're talking like early 2000s. He has a rod in his back. And what do they do? They give him opioids. This is in the raging times, like where all you know all these lawsuits and and stuff where they were telling people you won't get addicted and, yeah, well, and yada 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 yada, right? Yeah, man, my mom got addicted too. That's just fucked, bro. And uh, unfortunately, you know, um, he never came back. And really, you know, yeah, he it, it was, you know, I I I remember again my interactions with my cousin was. He'd be outside asking for money, you know, in front of the grocery store. You can you can remember seeing him. The last two times I saw my cousin, I was at the Tim Hortons in Midland. Yeah, and he was begging in the drive-through, asking people for change. And when he got to me, he saw me and he tried to skip past me. Yeah, like yo, like he kind of like you know he didn't want to ask me for money. And I was like, yo, what's up, man? And I gave him everything I had. And there's a part of me that's like, you know, maybe you shouldn't have contributed to it. But then there's a part of me that's like, I use drugs. I smoke weed. And I know that he would have got it anywhere else. And I just hope that that day was an easier day for him, not a harder day. At the end of the day, would you have felt worse giving him the drug, giving him money, or not giving him money? Maybe he bought a meal and, and some drugs. It, 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 it didn't matter to me at that moment. It because it it's matter. his money, and I'm again, it to you. that's right here. Yeah, what he did with it is not my problem, and, and not my you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, I knew that it would make that day easier in whatever capacity he was looking for money. Straight it, the fuck, it would help him up. up. And society has got to fucking learn that, bro. When I, I I feel the same when I give these when I give a homeless dude some money on Lakeshore, you know, comes up to the car there, 
Hey, you smoke? I always ask him, dude, you smoke? You want yeah. some smokes? I yeah. got a dude, or if I got some weed here, grab some, you know, because usually I got some weed. Yeah. Give him a little weed, give him a little joint, half a roach, some cigarettes. I got an extra lighter, take the lighter. Yeah. I got two, three bucks. I do not care. I'll never think of that lighter again. I'll never think of those cigarettes. And I'll, I'll never think of those four bucks that I gave that guy. That four bucks is going to Tim Hortons. Timmy doesn't need it. Yeah. This guy right now, uh, he, he, bro, if you gave your cousin 20 bucks, that might be his whole night. That's all he needs. He's going to go get a rock. So, and that was it. So the lady comes out and is like giving him shit for begging in the drive thru. And he's like, no, 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 it's my cousin, it's my cousin. And I'm like, you know, I feel sometimes, I want to say to the lady, like, yo, fuck off. Like, but also yeah, at the same right. time, you know, it's a nuisance. And, you know, I, I recognize that, right? So he's like, oh, and I'm like, here, man, you know. And I looked at him and I said, hey, man, you know, I love you. You know, just like, let him know that I still care. Human interactions like that are huge to those people. Anybody going through addiction? Because people just walk by them. Okay, quick story. I, I grew up in Toronto, and I uh, went to school at Bishop Morocco Thomas Merton Catholic Secondary School on Bloor West and Dundas West. And there was this homeless woman. Can't remember her name for the life of me now. And she used to sit outside. And I asked her, and one time, so we're smoking a joint in the alleyway, and she's a little bit down, and she just does one of those, like, smash good. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, God bless her. I wonder where she's at now. I hope she found a, a nice little home or somewhere that's, you know, watching her. Um, she, she was one of those ladies, she would just sit down, and all of her stuff. So she would sit down, and all of her stuff was around her. And I remember her, like, jingle jangling as she's yeah. looking around down the alley, and she's going, that's you guys, the kids in the school. And I go over and I go, you, and it's almost a roach. I go, you want to finish it? She goes, no, nah, it fucks with my brain. And, but it smells great. And we're like, oh, thanks. Okay, so I finished it up the roach, and I'm talking to her now. Yeah. So I'm standing there. I, I just offered her the roach. She doesn't want it. Uh, everybody's walking by. Some of the homies go to McDonald's. I'm over there standing. I go, man, it's cold today. Are you cold? And she goes, no, I don't feel the cold anymore. And I go, you don't feel the cold? And she goes, no, I haven't felt the cold in years. I don't feel it anymore. She's saying it like that aggressively. To me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like, feel it anymore. Right. Like, you know, the way mental illness is, it's just the way they talk. She wasn't trying to be mean to me or anything. She's giving me some fucking... I'm like, oh, yeah? I go, man, what's the hardest thing about sitting in the streets all day? And she goes, people not looking at you, people ignoring you. What the fuck are they... Why were they always ignoring me? And she's saying it with this juvenile innocence almost where you're, yeah. you're like you don't know why they're not looking at you yeah you you're, don't get it you don't get it like they're the they're, you're homeless they don't want to have to deal that With the that, fact that that exists that exists they don't want to see you they don't want to know that you have slipped through the cracks to the point where you're sitting on the side of the road and everything that you own yeah everything yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. know every bag you have you have 30 bags here in your fucking card and all that stuff this is it this is your life and you're asking for change i hear that lady change Every day. So when I go to McDonald's, my, my order was seven eighty, I think it was. And I'd give her the fucking, you know, just two dollars. There's two dollars and twenty five cents or whatever the fuck it was. You get right. back. I'll never forget. She always say, "Dangy, dangy." And then in grade twelve, she wasn't there anymore. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I wish I knew what happened to that lady. Yeah. That was the. She didn't say the cold, but it, bro, it was like January. She yeah. didn't say the cold was the hardest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people ignoring her. Why the fuck aren't they looking at me? They never look at me. Yeah, like, treating me like less than a human. You know? And I'm like, man, that's so funny. I'm over here just talking to you because you, you said <laughs> something about the weed. Yeah, oh. yeah. Addiction. Addi oh, sorry, but this was the thing. Sorry, yeah. Addiction and mental health are unbelievably, like, bro. They're, for, they're the same thing, man. For some reason, people pretend like they're not the same thing. No, they're the same thing. Nobody wants to be addicted to drugs. 
That's where the mental health comes in. You and I aren't crackheads because we chose not to. For some reason, there's something missing out of these people that doesn't tell them not to. It just tells them not to. Bro, the thing, the same thing that tells us not to doesn't doesn't exist inside them. Yeah, and I think also too is that you know you're you're doing the drugs to run from something to start with, and then you get stuck in a cycle where you have to do the drugs to not feel bad. The trifecta in this country is abuse, neglect, addiction. Okay, all three of those lead to childhood. Like, uh, all, th- uh, all three of those, sorry, neglect, abuse, and mental illness lead yeah. to addiction. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You have two out of the three, you're done. Yeah. You fucking are done. You're neglected as a, as a, as a child or as a teen, and, yeah. you, and you have to go find something else. Boom, you better believe it's going to be drugs. Bro, I, I, it's not that I was exactly that as a teen. It's that my parents weren't around. They were working all fucking time. So when I got home, nobody was there. When I fucking did this, nobody was there. When I, you know, they were gone on the weekend. Yeah. You go, you party with your friends, start doing drugs. Yeah, and I think also, too, like, you know, we went through the D.A.R.E. program. I'm sure you did when you were a kid. Um, and I think that the, the miseducation in the, the 80s and the 90s about drugs contributed a lot to this. Marijuana, in the sense that, for sure. Yeah, because, you know, they told you that weed was like cocaine. And that's factually just fucking ludicrous. And I think that the miseducation, especially speaking for me, um, led me to say, well, like, you know, what else are they lying about? Like, oh, I eat some mushrooms. Bro, and, you know, they told that? me I was going to fucking great, kill myself. And, point, brother. and I ate these mushrooms and they're pretty cool. So I should probably try the acid. Bro. I went to roll at Darien Lake and rode roller coasters on acid. And it was a fucking blast. Okay. Bro, every single thing. You're, you, well, you just said you couldn't hit it more. The curiosity that came from the realization that we were being lied to about 100%. drugs. 100%. Made me more curious about drugs. 100%, man. Okay? 100%. Bro, the idea that when once I realized most of the musicians I liked as a teenager were ripped. Fucked like, out of their tree. Dude, that's what they're famous for. Like Bob yeah. Marley, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, I mean, Kurt Cobain. Dude, any any old country musician you hear, they're like, ah, we were on uh, Valiums and fucking marijuana. Johnny Cash. Wrecked heroin. up with alcohol and just doing fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Percocets. You're like, Jesus. What's the one that, they, Quaaludes? Quaaludes. Dude, they used to love Quaaludes back in the day. Cosby. Like, dude, all these guys were all kinds of fucked up. Pryor, Carlin, anybody who came from the oh, 60s, yeah. 70s, 80s. Well, look. Look at fucking Kinnison, one of the greatest comedians. And, like, literally there's stories of him being stuck doing cocaine and having to, like, run to the comedy store to do his set from the house and, like, going right back to the cocaine. I got a great Sam Kinnison story. Awesome. Um, I got to work, God bless his soul, with uh, Mike McDonald, Canadian comedy legend, did just for last for, like, 30 years in a row. Um, my house, my rules, all the great stuff from the '90s. You can find it on YouTube. Mike McDonald, boom, it'll be here. Not to not to be mistaken with the Mike McDonald from Mad TV. This is Canadian Mike McDonald, very, very famous uh, comedian in Canada. I got to tour with him for a few weeks. So we did, I think, uh, four weeks on the road: London, um, Kitchener, London, Kitchener. Fuck, I think Hamilton. I can't remember the other. Oh, 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 I, don't, I don't remember anymore. Might have been just those three, and then. Um, so whatever, we do three weekends in a row. I get to work with this guy. This guy's an icon for me. I have an old record at of his at home and everything. So he doesn't really open up to me the first weekend. He doesn't really talk to me too much. It's okay. Older comedian. I'm a young opening act. No big deal. I understand how it is. Like, let's get back to the hotel. Could you give me a ride kind of thing? No biggie. Second weekend, I murder. He, he really likes the way that I'm hosting. I listen to all of his tips. 
that he had given me the week before. Third week we're working. Oh, I know where we are. We're in Halifax. But we're at the Halifax Yuck Yucks, okay? The hotel is connected. And believe it or not, bro, you actually shared a room. Not shared a room, shared a giant suite. So it's like living room. Right, bro, two, bedrooms. two bedrooms. Though. Right, two bathrooms. Right. It's crazy. Um, it was actually, yeah, three-bedroom, two-bathroom suite in Halifax at the Westin. And shout out, one of the oldest hotels in, like, Nova Scotia. And the nicest beds out of a hotel chain. Dude, so sick. Heavenly Haunt, bed. Bro, haunted hotels. I love that shit, you know? Uh, so we're, we're over there. Finally, I get this guy talking. I'm smoking some pot. He, he, he's chilling. He's watching me do dabs. Right. And he goes, what is that? And I go, I'm doing dabs, man. They're like concentrations of oil. He goes, what? I thought you were smoking drugs, like drug drugs. I go, no, nah, man. He goes, and I, and I go, man, is that for real how you got sick? Because he, he caught hep. From all the needles he needles, used to do. Needles, so yeah, okay. From the needles he used to do. He used to love heroin. Yeah. So he used to love heroin, and he goes, yeah, man, true story. It's true, man. I did get hep from heroin. I go, that's nuts, man. He goes, yeah, man, you know, because I didn't know you did drugs like this. And I go, it's not even that drugs, just marijuana. He goes, yeah, it looks nuts, though. So it does, like, though, in, in, the, in the defense of anybody that's and older. he's like 60. Yeah. So at the time, he's like, what the Fucking fuck crackhead? Yeah, what are you doing? It looks like crack. And Maybe in his 50s. He might not even, but whatever, bro. He's older. Okay, this guy starts talking about L.A. He starts talking to all these famous comedians. I'm not even really listening until Sa he mentioned Sam Kinison. He goes, you know, Sam and I, and I go, Sam who? And he goes, Kinison, you know? Wow. I used to work with Sam when I was in L.A. comics. Sam and I came up together. Like, I saw him when he was still kind of like a preacher before he was like the, the famous Sam Kinison with the hat and right. all that stuff and the long, like, trench coat. I was yeah. like, no way. He's like, yeah, man, I was, I, I was the first person to ever do heroin with Sam Kinison. I go, what, Mike McDonald? He, and he goes, yeah, man, you want to hear a great story? Uh, so wait, Sam Kinison's first time doing heroin was with him? It was with Mike McDonald. Wow. Oh, sorry, sorry. Mike, Mike McDonald's, McDonald's first, first time, time was with, hair, with, with Kinison. Yes, that's right. Makes sorry. more sense. Sorry, bro. When I, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. When you, you said it back to me, I was like, correct. I know that that way. So okay. Sam Kinison is, they're doing. He's do, he's already doing heroin. Yeah. Mike McDonald. They're at a party. He walks into the room because he's like, where's Sam? And someone's like, oh, he's in the bedroom or some shit. So he goes yeah. into his bedroom. He's there with some chicks. And he's getting ready to do heroin. And Mike walks in. And he goes, yo, man, can I try that with you? And he goes, sure can, Mikey. One more soul and I get mine back. And he's like, what? <laughs> what a kinnison thing to say. Bro, I always remember that line. One more soul and I get mine back. And it was like Mike McDonald when he told me the story, he was like leaning in, like like almost scary. Like I was like, whoa! He was like, yeah, man. Sam Kinison said that to me the first time I ever did heroin, and uh, they ended up doing heroin together and ended up fucking killing him years later because it destroyed his liver. He got Hep C and it killed him. Yeah, but bro, that's a great uh, person you brought up, man. Sam Kinison. I, I bro, I don't have no connection to Sam Kinison who said that story, but I'll take it, bro. Like you know, a direct Sam Kinison heroin story. Come on, that's baby. a big, that's a big one, man. Recipe that's a Kinison versus McDonald. Did, did is McDonald passed away now too? Uh, yeah, yeah. So what happened was he got Hep C, got a liver transplant, lived mm -hmm. an extra five years, and died to the day of his diagnosis five years later, or his transplant, either Damn. one, one of those. Yeah. Damn. Pretty crazy shit, bro. Mike McDonald, though, bro, he was like uh, a legend in his day. He was going to be the next big thing. And then uh, something happened. I think he got addicted to drugs, so he kind of became, like, unworkable because he was just kind of fucked up. And then he had a big resurfacing in the late 90s. But it was already too late. The The comedy train had passed. 
Right. Legend, though, man. I have his albums at home. Oh, he autographed my albums and everything. I, like, I, after that Halifax trip. I remember on the last night I knew that I was going to be working with him because our, our tour was over. Yeah. I go, hey, um, I, I got an album. Would it be okay if you autographed it? And he goes, how long have you had that album? And I go, man, I brought it up the first night. <laughs> he goes, in, in April? And I go, yeah, man, I brought it out early. And he goes, why are you only asking me now? I go, man, I don't know. I was scared. And his face is like, what the fuck, buddy? <laughs> You've been lugging this around? Why? Worried about asking me? Yeah, because he hadn't opened up to me, man. And that's the way that it is with older dudes sometimes. I'm not, I don't give a fuck. It just is what it is. It's old dudes in entertainment. Dude, yeah. people in entertainment are like that. A lot of people ask me, I, I mean, you've seen me backstage with rappers yeah, and yeah, back, yeah. backstage at Rolling Loud and things like that. And I never ask for anything. I, I try my hardest not to ask for anything. I know, bro. It took me weeks. Um, so when I first met Trippy Red, I met Trippy Red. He was opening for G-Eazy in Toronto back-to-back -back nights. And I first met Trippy Red, and he said to me, you getting into the prime? Yeah. All right, pass me that one. I'll, I'll crack yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it together. Uh, I first met Trippy Red. He was opening for G-Eazy. 2017, I believe, uh, in Toronto. Okay, tell the story. I'm going to go pee, and then we'll drink it. Okay, okay, let's do it that way. Okay, so trip your red start. So, uh, he asked me, uh, are you familiar with my music? And I was like, nah, I have no idea, no idea who you are. Uh, I'm just here to, you know, see my friend. My friend's a tour manager for, for a lot of different artists. And uh, we hung out for two nights. Uh, we saw G-Eazy. And on the second night, he left the show, and he went over to the Phoenix and he he did a cameo at the time he had the song uh it was like dark night with travis scott so i think that was the name of the song and he went over to the tie dollar sign to do uh, a cameo appearance of the song and uh as he was leaving the 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 phoenix there was a fan out on the sidewalk and i was walking in the entourage and uh, he, the, the, he touched the kid, the kid, or he, like, shook the kid's hand or something, and the kid said something really creepy, like, I'm never going to wash my hand again or something. <laughs> something very odd. And I, I made a comment about it, and then he asked me, do you want a picture? And I said, nah, I'm good. And he kind of looked at me and gave me a look like, what? I was like, ah, no, I'm good, man. I'm, and he said, I'll see you again. And then the next time I saw him was in Detroit. And uh, when my I was introduced to him, by my friend again to the backstage. Hey, Trip, why don't you meet someone? You remember this guy? And he's like, yeah, you're that guy from Toronto that didn't want a picture. And I was like, hey, what up, man? How you doing, man? And by this time, I was a fan. He had turned me into a fan. I, I, I enjoyed his character and so forth. And then I went to see him in Metro this past year and uh, made mention that, hey, man, we've never, ever actually taken a picture. And it's weird because I'll be places and people will, like, try to say that, you know, oh, you're, you know, if you're really hanging out with, with these people, why aren't they shouting you out? You know, why aren't you, you know, why aren't you getting these, getting things and stuff like that? And I think the reason why that you're around is because you don't ask for things, you know? Like, even taking the picture with Jid the other, the other week, I never asked for the picture. It was somebody in my entourage that asked for the picture first. And then I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll take a picture too Actually, then. you know what? That's an OG move, though. From a friend. If there's somebody there with a camera, they can be like, yeah, let me get a quick picture of you guys quick together. And then you just be like. Shh. No. 
This guy said, and this is the OGG move. This guy said, hey, man, can I get a picture with you? And I was like, yeah, man, I'll take that for you. And then I was like, hey, man, you want to take me on one on your phone and send it to me? Nice. And I didn't bust my phone out or nothing. And then I got him to send it to me. Buddy, classic switcheroonie. Yeah, because, again, you know, you don't want to come off like you're, so, like you're there for any sort of ulterior motive. And then that's how you get invited back to places. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I was at Rolling Loud first night, trip or second night, the first night I was backstage with Trip. So I only had credentials for the first night, but I was back hanging out. I was talking to people. I was talking to the stage managers. I was talking to the security. You know, I'm introducing myself. I'm the snack man. What's good? I had a bag full of snacks. I'm giving people Twinkies. You know, I'm smoking blunts. I'm being myself. And then they're like, oh, what are you doing tomorrow? And I had a regular GA wristband. And I was like, oh, you know, I don't have credentials for tomorrow. Like, just come on back, man. Just you know, we'll, we'll hook you up. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So then I went and I hit up Maker Pizza. Shout out Maker Pizza in Toronto. It's a great pizza. I don't care what Dave Bordenoy says. He didn't like it. Nah, he didn't. He got a, he got a quick one, though. But um, And I brought two Maker Pizza on Sunday. What, so did, I, he, what did he give Maker? Do you like remember? a six. Ooh. Pepperoni? He just eats cheese. Yeah, he just eats the cheese. I think they just rushed it out. It was very sloppy. And Maker is kind of a sloppy pizza, let's be realistic. It is a little it is a little floppy, you know, and he doesn't like that. But he's also a little bit of a snob when it comes to pizza, so it is what it is. But moral of the story is, is I brought Maker to the people at Rolling Loud. So I went back, and I was like, security, here's a large pepperoni pizza from the snack man. Distribute it, head of security. Went to the stage manager. Where's the stage manager? You're the stage manager? Large pepperoni pizza from the snack man. What's good? You know, distribute to everyone because everyone's hungry, you know, whatever. So then I was had no problems. No problems. No problems. I walked around. They're like, no, nah, man, he's good. I walk around with bags full of weed, go through the metal detectors, whatever, man. I walked anywhere this I wanted. He brings in a nine and a Glock. He's like, yo, well, I'm the snack man. Pop, pop, pop. Funny story. Did I ever tell the story about being searched at Rolling Loud? Um, no. Wait. Okay, yeah, wait. Should we get in the primes first? What should we do? Yeah. Let's hit the primes. You want this? Yeah, I'll hit it. And then I listen. We gotta clear all <laughs> all all we gotta clear all legal things here. We do not support Logan Paul. No, 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 no. Especially that bullshit. He's the one that does the boxing, right? Both of them do. He he Logan Paul does wrestling and the other Paul does uh boxing. Jake Paul does boxing? Whatever the boxing one guy is, that's totally phony, man. And anyone that like this is coming from someone that went to the Mayweather-McGregor fight in Las Vegas. No. Yeah, man. I sat in a tent. My ticket face value was $10,000 US for that fight. All right. We'll get to that in another episode. <laughs> you're like, you're not, that's so, another episode. So Logan Paul fight, whatever. Yeah. Bullshit, man. That's all fake, man. There's, That's all phony, man. Any real <laughs> boxer is going to destroy that kid. Any real boxer. So behind, he already lost, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty he, sure he, he did. He lost last week, but... Or like two weeks ago, but he is um, he's a good businessman. Oh, dude, this shit is selling like fucking hotcakes, bro. There's, there's a whole, you know, good? you know what's gonna happen is they're just gonna sell out to Coke or Pepsi yeah. for fucking like how to everybody, else. yeah, like the, the vitamin water cent. people. Yeah. All right, cheers. This is uh, orange mango prime energy. It smells delicious. I'm it does. Now we should should mention that this has like very little sugar, zero sugar. 300 milligrams electrolytes. It's vegan. Oh, God. It's vegan, Mike. The fuck? Contains tree nuts. And 200 milligrams of caffeine. No sugar. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. That's fine. That's not as bad as it could be. Are we comparing it against Red Bull? Is that sure. the standard of energy drinks? Of course, bro. I think so. I smash a Red Bull. I love a Red Bull. And people, the Red Bull flavor at the beginning, people weren't hot on it, I but know. it became an acquired flavor. That's right, because it was weird. It was like, what the fuck is this? And then now you're like, I don't even think twice. I'll smash already. You know what's funny is I associate it the, way, the same way I do with mushrooms, because in real life, and I say real life, I don't eat mushrooms. Yep. I don't eat mushrooms in, in spaghetti. I didn't eat Tim Hortons chili for years because so it had much. mushrooms in it. Don't like mushrooms. But I chew my mushrooms when I eat magical mushrooms, like chewing tobacco. I know. I put them in my, t- in my lip, and I just sit there, and I suck on them. Because somewhere along the line in my teens, I associated the taste of magic mushrooms with just an insanely good time of getting fucked How up. How funny is that, huh? Yeah, so I think that's the thing that happened with Red Bull. Everyone was like, ugh, this taste isn't that great. And then they're like, whoa, this shit gives you wings. And then they just kind of associate the Red Bull taste with energy. Which, on another note, I have a friend who got a check from Red Bull for that lawsuit. Do you remember when they got sued for the wings wings lawsuit? Alex Just Alex. Shout out Alex Just Alex, a comedian in Las Vegas. He's still grinding out there. That's a friend of mine. He has the guy who also did the Steve-O joke. Yep. Same guy. He has it framed in his office. Red Bull gives you wings lawsuit. He got like eight bucks for two cans of Red Bull or something. Funny ass guy. You You should follow him. That's not a Toronto person that people should follow. It's good. It is good, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Don't you want to hate it so bad? I do. It's the same as the other one. The other one that wasn't an energy drink, I said, it's supposed to be horrible. It has no sugar. It tastes great. And it doesn't have that weird aftertaste of no sugar shit. That aspartame The gross chemical taste. It just tastes like a good orange like a good orange drink. I can, I can believe in the science that we're getting that good at these chemical mixes that were... Like, zero sugar Coke is better than real Coca-Cola. I'm not going there. Bro. You can go there. I'm not. 100%. No choice. The guilt of the Coca-Cola alone ruins it. Um, you know that the, the zero sugar stuff, so it's like sugar alcohols. And if you drink too much of it or you ingest too much of the zero sugar shit, it gives you the shits. You're not wrong. It takes water out of your system. I, I have a follower who is diabetic and went a little hard on the zero sugar candy. Bro, zero sugar Coca-Cola, I can smash four a day. But if I smash five a day, shits. Squirts. Squirts. Straight squirts. I swear to God. I know that. I'm only I'm only telling the listeners this because it's the truth, bro. No cap podcast. No cap podcast, bro. You have four, and I mean zero sugar, zero caffeine. I don't fuck with none of that. I just want Coca-Cola flavored carbonated liquid. That's all I need. The funny thing is, is that last week, I was editing the podcast, and you were comparing the Dr. Pepper, and you were like... Zero sugar, zero caffeine being a 10, and then you rated the other pop. And, and I, I went back and I scrolled back like three times as the snack man, and I was like, did this motherfucker just say zero sugar, zero caffeine is the 10 of pop? Yeah. What the fuck? Like, no. My, for me, personally, the cold soda world has been taken over by the, cold, the gold and black Coca-Cola can, bro. This is insanity, Mike Rita. Bro. You can't. This is, <laughs> this is insanity. There is no way that the internet will agree with this. Okay. The number one pop in the whole world. We're, bro, I'm on death row. Should we, should we, okay, is, should we just go flavor or we go in like number one soda? Soda, bro. Like, like, like brands and everything. Like, 
brands and everything. Oh, but you can't do it because you got Harito beefs. I got beefs with Haritos. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, got, that was Snack Man's beef episode four, I think. Bro, like, I'm on death row, and I only got one or two drinks to choose. Your sands and the caffeine and the sugar on death row? No. I'm not going to sands. I'm not going to no. go. I'm not going to sands. So it's not a row. 10. Okay, fair enough then. Okay. It's, uh, but for sure, strawberry Harito, bro. Yeah. Jarrito Harito. The strawberry oh, joint? Or, or even a fruit punch. Yeah. Or even a fucking orange. Or the lesser pineapple brotherhood, bro. Yeah. All of those. It's all the real sugar is what you're going for. All of those are right there, bro. They're all in their own little, like, conglomerate of perfect soda. Bro, they're just fire. And I don't know if it's because I eat them every time I'm in California with some tacos. And the vibe. Like, Bro, the energy where I'm like, damn, these strawberry jarritos, he's so good, man. I can drink three thousand jarritos right now, man. It's the vibe that you have with the burritos that makes it. Okay, but bro, real close, like bro, but I'm telling you, it has to be ice cold, canned, zero sugar, zero caffeine, Coca Cola with the gold cap. Pop, pop, so good. Yeah, bro, you can drink it at like three in the morning and you don't feel nothing. You can just go to sleep. I drink water at 3 in the morning, Mike Rita. Are you crazy, bro? That's what I have beside my bed, liquid death. My wife is asleep. My kids are asleep. My dog isn't looking at me and guilting me. The I'm... cat's up, though. The cat's up. Bro, first of all, not only is the cat up, the cat's hitting her, like, bowl to be like, ah, ah, ah. Hey, some for me. Some for me. Ah, 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 ah. I ain't gonna load up this shit. I got, I got them. Um, I usually get them Friska's treats because they're less addicting. Is that the shaky one with the, the cat going through the wall and shit? Bro, see, that's... Whisk, that's the yellow one. I don't, I don't I can't remember the name right now. Whiskers, I, the, bro. For, I think those might be whiskers, yeah, whatever the fuck it is. But the yellow bags, like the shaky yeah, bags, yeah. bro. I, those are the addicting ones. I can only get those once in a while because if I get them all the time for my cat, they'll stop eating all, every other food until it's, it's like they'll stand by where the, the bag is and just be like, yeah, they're like, like, we know where the it's cat crack, bro. It's cat crack, bro. it's cat crack. It, it's no good, man. On a side note. Like, because this is how this podcast works. Everything is a side note. Yeah. This is like our seventh side note in a row, dude. Sidebar. We side could note. never be lawyers. <laughs> Do you know, you've obviously heard of the dude that sells exotic catnip, right? No, that's hilarious. Dude, uh, he's based out of around here, and no. it blew up on the internet. I, I don't know that, and I vaguely know this story, and I probably shouldn't be saying He sells, like, exotic catnip blends, and it's called, like, weed-type names, and he markets it like weed, and, like, yeah, dude, it's a, it's a whole thing. I'll put the ad up. I'll find it and I'll drop it in the. I gotta I'll, I'll get drop my cats in. and catnip. They haven't had catnip in years. I, I didn't like what it did to them. It made you, them weird. Dude, bro. he's got blends. He's like he's like hitting sativas and indicas, yeah, like catnip. Yeah. All these different weird catnips. I used to like putting it in the carpet. So I have a, like a short hair carpet in my office. So it's really like you know like a little tight carpet, you know. So it's easy to vacuum after. So you throw a little bit in the carpet and you just let your cat just rub, bro. They rub themselves and they go nuts. Start making noises you never heard, purring louder than you. You're like what? is going on bro flip flopping on the floor exact same way that the crackheads do bro it's all crack it's, it's crack it's cat crack okay let's get okay so we've had a little bit of time for the prime to sit yeah bro as far as energy drinks go this is going up against the king so let's say uh, uh red bull is at least a 995 yeah in the energy drink world okay wait, so, wait wait what about the glass red bull like the og syrup one that fucked you up that's like literally never ever had it. you've never had it no oh dude the next time i find it we're doing it on the podcast together Woo! it is fucking it, it tastes just like red bull no carbonation yeah. syrup yeah. it's about this big and it is it is speed I've had I've had some good energy drinks throughout my life. I, I'm gonna shout out 
Is it Monster? Yeah, it's Monster. And there's one other company that just, they all make a bunch of flavor. Who makes the coffee one that's really good? I think it's also Monster. Monster Java, yeah. Yeah, Monster Java, bro. That was yeah. pretty good too, bro. Okay, so where are we putting this? Now that we know that we have an education in energy drinks, this is a quality product also considering zero sugar. I also love the can. I'm not going to lie. I like the black cap on top. You know smart. that he, he did a lot of market research on that. That That's, looks cool, bro. It, it just does. looks cool. It looks like it's easy to tell which can it is if it's in something because they're the only ones that have this can. Bro, right? Okay, so so quick thing. If you've ever noticed, Coca-Cola, Sprite, Ginger Ale all have different bottles. Why? So when you put your hand into like a cooler. You know the difference. That's right. Mm -hmm. Bro, Coca-Cola has the little round bottom with the little bulge in the middle. Sprite? Sprite is almost perfect the whole way through except the ridges. The dimples. Dimples on the bottom, dimples, okay? Yep. And a Ginger Ale is like a cone. If yep. you look at the bottle, it doesn't feel like any of them. So that you can know exactly which one it is without fucking looking bro they're sick with that coca-cola coca-cola trademarked the bottle bro so they're smart like they they that's what i'm saying there was market research done so in the branding first of all this name prime 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 beautiful what is it doesn't even mean anything prime prime you're in the prime you're in the prime you're in the you prime. couldn't call it great you call it prime dude funny okay but good uh, look prime logan's aside blindly i love the look on the can I love the feel, bro. I'm not even kidding. I know that sounds stupid, but that's part of the review, bro. The can, the, they did a great job on it. The size of it, it's not too big, not too small, bro. And I swear to God. This is the same amount as a regular can of pop, but the slim this can. Shit, and it's so much more enjoyable in your hand mm -hmm, than the mm -hmm. little stubby can. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Agreed. Okay. I'm, gonna not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, bro. This is equal to a Red Bull, bro. I, I Yeah, man. And given that there's zero sugar in this and it doesn't taste like dog shit. It does not taste like dog shit. <clears throat> Hits like a motherfucker. The aftertaste is so sweet and orangey and mango-y. It's, it's, it's good. It is really good, bro. It's, it's really good. <laughs> I don't want to like it. I don't want to like it because as I said, Logan's aside, bro. Paul's aside. Yeah. This is an absolute fire energy drink. It really is. I, I, I can't... I, I, if, if, if there is a, a 9.5, okay, there's no such thing as a perfect energy drink because, I don't know, I don't, you know, the closest would be a Red Bull. This is it. This is fire, bro. Orange Mango Prime energy drink. If this was the same price as Red Bull. That's right. I'm choosing this. If, yeah, bro. I'm choosing this. Especially with the flavors. And, like, I've been getting into the Red Bull flavors because Red Bull <sighs> diversified the portfolio with flavors. And their flavors are hit and miss. Let's be realistic, man. That Apple Fig one was weird. Um, I'm taking this over a Red Bull. Damn, bro. These are two for five. I'm copping a whole bunch of them. You know what I'm saying? Like if they were like the, the, the cheap energy drink uh, in the... You, can we get these in Canada right now? I don't believe so, but you can get them on the website. Yours? Yeah, rarsnackstoronto.com. And if you're Mike Rita, you can just get them from me because you have access. Bro, I'm not even going to lie. These are absolutely fire, bro. And Canada needs to import these right there's now. There's like five flavors. So I believe there's orange, tropical punch, blue raspberry, lemon lime, and like a strawberry. Strawberry? Something like that, maybe. Oh, it's my like a strawberry can. kiwi, maybe. It's like a pink can. I hope it's not watermelon. Watermelon's got to be one of the worst candy flavors in the history of fucking candy. Mm, now you got me questioning myself. Hey, wait. You know what? This is why we have this. Wow, bro. I'm sad that that can is over. Guys, this was an experience in a can. This is my new favorite energy drink, and I'm so sad we can't buy this just right now. I can't go to a store. I can't go tomorrow before I go on my gig. And just snag one of these, you know? So we got uh, 
Blue raspberry, tropical punch, lemon, lime, grape, orange, and ice. No, that's the other one. Sorry. That's not the energy drink. That's, that's the just the vitamin hydration. water, yeah. There's the three of them. Blue raspberry, tropical punch, lemon, lime, orange, mango, strawberry, watermelon. Uh, Fuck, they, hybrid, they hybrided the strawberry. Bad move. How are you going to do that to strawberry, bro? One of the great flavors of our time. They really are doing strawberry dirty, putting it with watermelon. Yeah, bro, watermelon, bland ass. Strawberry yeah. lemonade? Banger. Yeah. Banger. Yo, hey, lemon, lemon, lemon don't fuck around, bro. Straight the fuck up. Lemon helps out a lot of flavors, bro. Lemon pepper, le you know. One of my favorite Mountain Dews still, and I, I think you can still find it in stores in Canada, is the Spark. It's raspberry lemonade Mountain Dew. Yeah, I remember that. Super fire. I, oh I my god, that, that prime drink was a 10, bro. <sighs> I'm not gonna give it a 10, but you definitely need to try it. And I don't say that very often. The fact it has zero sugar is insane, insane. to me. It's so good. Um I I, I tried the other hey, one, the hydration, it was the good. Taping next week, bro. How do you want to lose before the taping? Mm. So this is actually going to air the day before your comedy special. The people that are listening to this right now, it is April seventh, I believe. That's Saturday. That that so tomorrow Friday, night. Friday is April seventh. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, that's tonight. Tonight I'm I'm doing my practice run at Yuck Yucks in downtown Toronto. And then the Saturday is gonna be mental, bro. A hundred plus tickets sold in the first twenty four hours. It's Dude, everybody's coming out. I've seen every person in Toronto is stoked on this show. I'm man. not even gonna lie, yeah, bro. It's one of those things where it's gonna be one of those things like, were you there that night? Were you there that night? It reads taped this thing at Yucks. They asked me if we wanted to do the big theater or the Paradise Theater or the Yucks, and I was like, Man, we're gonna do the club. Let's do it. You club. gotta do the club. Bro, it's just a more iconic thing in the city, you know? You gotta do the club. You gotta do the club. Oh man, I don't even know what the fuck we're gonna call this album. Honestly, man, I'm gonna in a, in a few years. I'm also gonna release one called Greatest Hits, and the album cover is gonna be my parents about to hit me. I thought that was a really funny. <laughs> that's a, that's so Adam Sandlerish. Just two, my parents right? just about to lay one on me. <laughs> that's so. That's so. Sandler just got an award. He's going on tour too. I wish. Oh, he, we're gonna go watch that, bro. He's gonna come here. We're gonna. He, go he's got it. He, yes, that's gonna be crazy. I've seen him. I've seen him perform in the last ten years. He was at uh, Niagara Falls with Spade. And, yeah. And uh, watch that. I should have gone to watch that. Yeah, he was, it was doing the show. Farley tour at that time or whatever that Netflix yeah. thing. Yeah, it was. It was a good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. It was a good one. I should have gone to go watch that. Fuck. Yeah, that was a good show. Uh, he's a, Yeah, he's out on tour. He just got an award. He just got some sort of Mark Twain award. Good for, for him. That's yeah. the ultimate award in comedy. You only get that after so many, you know, iconic years or a couple decades worth of your shit. Yeah. You know, John Stewart, Will Ferrell, guys like that have won it. Chappelle won last year. Yeah, Chappelle, yeah. Think about these names that I'm saying. You know, these are the guys, Huge. bro. It's one of those things that I'm happy that they give it to the people while they're alive still, too. It's not one of those, like... Dead awards. Oh, there's nothing That's worse. worse. Bro, what a great night that is for you. When you're still prime, you're in your 50s and 60s. Like, clearly, you've had the great career. Yeah. Okay, bro, here, come sit down. You know, have a great day. You're going to have a steak dinner cooked by uh, Chef Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. We're all going to roast it, you a little it's bit. It's very presti prestigious. Very prestigious. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's yeah, nothing yeah. like a cheap, like, ah, Sandler can suck my dick. Every, the whole night is like, Adam Sandler. Wow, what a legend. Unbelievable. Can you believe this guy? And then they show a clip of him like, I love you, Mr. Swan, or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And shampoo like, is Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> they're like, this guy's the award winner. Wow, yeah. what a great night. Yeah. Who would have thought? You know, when we took off the helmet from when he was a kid, <laughs> he would have grown up to be this little Jewish boy. Dude, have you ever seen raw, old, uncut 
uh, crank calls. Adam Sandler. There's like some old videos. I don't even know. You might have taken them off the internet of him pre SNL as like a young dude, or, or I think it's the first like doing year. a Jerky Boys type thing, dude. Doing Jerky Boys because a lot of them were really like kind of fucked up. You're like, wow, yeah. dude. I don't know if you're supposed to be on the internet, bro. Early years of the internet, the new grounds and the uh, oh, it was new grounds and what was the other one, bro? Those websites, man. Those fucked up websites. I can't remember their names. I, I don't. I don't. I mean, Funny or Die is the only one that comes to Funny mind. Me that had some Newgrounds, great fucking fuck, content. Something's World. Oh, DJ's World. BJ's World. Fuck, I'm forgetting the thing. Ah, Newgrounds. See, the internet was the wild west back then. You could post stuff and not like you know have to worry about the repercussions the next Bro, day. It was nuts. <laughs> right. You could just find videos of shit that people had found on like um. Man, shout out to the early years of good dark web internet faces of death and all that stuff. Silk Road? Wrecking my rotten.com, bro. Not rotten tomatoes, bro. Rotten. rotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rotten.com destroying brains of kids in the early 2000s. Show up and just see a sewed up vagina. You're like, Ugh, the fuck? <laughs> people getting sent uh, two girls, one cup. Bro, I remember being desensitized. Two girls, one cup. I was like, bro, that ain't shit. And maybe if they sat on the glass and the glass started sparking their ass and then they <laughs> lit their ass on fire. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Faces of Death. I watched a Russian Dude. guy get clipped and then a fucking like, thing catch fire while he was like, you know what I mean? When I was a kid, I used to pawn a guy's Face of the Death collection and he had all the snuff videos on VHS. Bro, snuff, Back in man. the day, bro, when they were banned and like that snuff shit. Snuff compilations. Like yeah, we're talking dude. five hours of just Russian people getting killed and shit, bro. People dying, crazy deaths that you couldn't imagine, yeah. bro. Gruesome. I remember one of the great ones that I ever saw. It really changed my my perspective on suicide. Was a guy jumping in like Russia, and this is like early days, so none of the cameras were any good. These were as standard definition fucking camcorders or whatever the person had on them at the time. So most of the times, security camera footage. And I'll never forget this though. Guy jumps off like a building somewhere in Russia, solid like fourteen stories. And when I thought he was going to hit the ground, I thought he was going to stop and just land on the ground. Yeah, you thought there was going to be some sort of Marvel trick? No, there's just a thing, bro. Splat. When he lands on the ground, there's no splat. He bounced. Like, he hit the ground and he bounced up like four or five feet and then he came back down again like a ball. And it was like, whoa, that's what happens when you jump off a building, bro? You don't splat. Unless you land in, a, like, some sort of splattable top of a car. Position or something. Bro, this guy landed, uh, like, shoulder and head and then rolled and then came right back up, like he was bro. Doing, he was actually trying to do parkour. Bro, hardcore parkour, bro. <laughs> Super hardcore parkour. You know, and uh, it was one of those things where I just could not believe, like, Early internet was ruthless. All you had to do was click on this thing that said, you are 18. Yeah. Yeah, are yeah, yeah. There was no... There yes, were... I'm 18. When I first got an eBay account, all you needed was an email address. There was no security or anything to sell stuff on eBay. True story. I was in high school, and I used to sell on eBay pre-9-11. So, 90... We'll say 97 through basically 9-11 is when I was like, yeah, maybe this isn't a great idea. I used to sell on eBay on a floppy disk, three and a half inch floppy disk, the anarchist cookbook and the terrorist handbook in text files. Very nice. And I would sell them for like 15 bucks American. And I would just get, and it was like mail order. The people would send money orders. You and I did it for years. Book, no? Oh yeah, you can still find it on the internet, but like eBay for sure as fuck wasn't letting you sell something like that after 9-11 and like there was literally how to make bombs and like crazy fucking shit that you could just find on the internet and text files i remember taking going to the pharmacy and taking saltpeter that you can just buy at the pharmacy and mixing it with sugar 
and making smoke bombs and like smoking out an entire fucking block of our town. What's the salt? What's salt, Peter? It's like a, it's a thing you can buy at the pharmacy. It's like it's a chemical, but like I think they take it to like so that you don't. I'm. Not, we should look it up. I think it's so you like guys take it so their dick doesn't get hard. Doesn't. Doesn't. Who's got that problem, bro? I mean, you know that, like... I'm so hot, I need to put salt on my pita! Is there any salt pita? <laughs> there you go, salt, salt peter. What the fuck is this stuff? Uh, it's a nitrate. Three oh, common like, like... nitrates distinguished, blah, 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 blah. Salt peter, what is salt peter used for? Potassium nitrate, that's what it was. Uh, common food preservative additive fertilizer oxidizer for fireworks and rockets. Principal ingredient to the principal ingredient in gunpowder, mm, treat asthma, tropical form, sensitive teeth. Dude, they sell it at the fucking pharmacy. You mix it with sugar, equal parts. You put a wick in it, and that shit because sugar smokes like crazy, right? Does it? Yeah. Yeah. So it just makes the most insane smoke bomb, and like you just—it's like it was like at the time it was like four bucks for this thing, and yeah, man. So that's that's how I basically started my online selling career. And the genesis of Rare Snacks Toronto was selling questionable text files on eBay and like way back in the day. But the the internet at the beginning of the genesis of the internet, the government like was just like, oh, that's that thing over there. Like, we're not going to worry about that. We got bigger things to worry about. And then when regular people started to get on the internet and like computers started to become a mainstay of like every household and like the genesis of the social medias and stuff really ruined the the old school internet. You know, like the the faces of death terrorist handbook internet is very deep now. It's too hard to find. I wouldn't even want to do it anymore. You, I wouldn't even want to try to find it either. I know, you get blacklisted on some sort of fucking weird... <sighs> NRA, NRA, I'm, I'm worried about fucking... Like, I used to... I remember there was a time in my life where I said I would never pay for a movie. Because of the way the internet was with movies, and like you could just download movies, and like you know Me what I mean. Me and my pirates would ravage the pirate wave for any movie we <laughs> could get. Right. Even if I didn't want to watch it, just to have it downloaded. You were just waiting for DVD screeners to come out at Oscar season that were like perfect quality of movies before they were in the theaters and shit. Was well, you and I that had a laugh the other day about fucking people recording like on like camcorders yeah, like in dude. the movie this is a huge bit this was a huge business where there people were selling bootleg movies and shit like that and now i would be so scared to go on one of those websites and like get a fucking all of a sudden somebody's trying to sell you bitcoin mining from the rare snacks toronto account or some dude, shit you know man. what i mean i remember those bootleg videos of somebody recording in the theater and you'd hear the audience reaction. You'd see a head. Head stand up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Dude, nothing better than the head standing up. You're like, I, I'm in the theater. I don't even Yeah, the first movie I ever downloaded on the internet was the first Matrix. And I remember it took wow. me like 36 hours to download. True story. Yeah. Dial-up. I had dial-up. Yeah, yeah. My first internet was dial-up. And, and you couldn't, like, you couldn't. You had to stay on the internet wow, for 36 bro. hours because if it stopped, if it stopped, you fucked up. And you downloaded the Matrix. It was in the worst format, and it was the most pixelated version of one of the greatest movies ever. The audio was always fucked. Yeah, and like you were so happy because DVD rip, <laughs> XP. Uh, yeah, I just it was a different time. The internet at that point now, bro. I'm trying to think of some of the first shit I ever ripped off the internet, and and when I really really think of it. I really, really think of it, man. It's such awful, like weird stuff. I, I think it was. 
man like i can't, you know honestly i can't even really think of it because there's so much i have to go i'm trying to go deeper past that I'm like oh that's like 14 that's already too late i'm in high school shut the fuck up i would have had to did bench. you just cocaine briarness us with your ringer yeah uh. but um i had to so first off i would have ripped off the internet would have been on kazaa uh, that, that that's aging me a little bit well i can age myself even more than that oh, napster yeah dude so i remember and this is a how i ended up into the grateful dead and how i found the grateful dead was i was a very big proponent and i still am as everybody knows of live music i loved live music so i remember i got napster and i just typed the word live into the search yeah. and i started finding like bob marley concerts and all of a sudden i found the grateful dead and there's like at this point this is like 1998 or 97 somewhere in that general area i don't know i'm old now but there was already like 5,000 grateful dead shows yeah. on the internet and one great thing about the grateful dead is and and dead and company and and, and any iteration of the grateful dead is that no concerts are the same like if you go and see Rage Against the Machine in Hamilton, and then you go see them in Toronto, the set list is pretty much the same. They might throw an extra song in there, a different song. There's certain artists that you can go and see, and the set list is exactly the fucking same. Their yeah, entire yeah, fucking yeah. tour. You can pull up Set List FM and see it all. Shout the- out Set List FM. I'm gonna fuck. Let me tell this quick story about Do this. it. Set List FM. This is my tip. I never wanted to give away this tip, but I'm gonna give it away to the listeners. You're going to go watch a band. You get there. You see that every merch table is fucking rammed before the concert. You're like, I don't want to wait in these fucking lines for an hour right now. The concert's going to start. I'm going to miss out just to get a T-shirt. But you go to Set FM and you look at the set and you go, damn, song number four and song number five suck. I don't, I'm not even that big of a fan. Bro, during those songs, piss break, go pee yeah. and you go get your shirt because there's nobody there. There's nobody in line. That's the secret, bro. When I went to go watch on John, I was like, ah, the bitch is back in Philadelphia Freedom. I don't even like those songs. Boom. T-shirts, piss, hot dog, back for fucking Tiny Dancer, baby. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're like, I didn't even miss anything. The only problem for me with going to the Dead shows is is that I want the poster, and the poster sells out, so you got to stand in the merch line ahead of time. This guy just wants Scarlet Begonia. There's nothing Begonia. Oh, man. The blues. Do you think that would definitely catch us a YouTube violation if we started dropping into some fucking Dead and Company, right? play the live stuff. That's it. It, Is that allowed, do you think? Um, the good thing is is that you can go to like three shows in a row and it's never the same show i was at actually pine knob this past uh, year i guess maybe it was the year before maybe whatever it is the grateful dead of canadian comedy that'd be awesome if people just followed you around and they set up shop out in front everybody it's just like a drug market out in front of every mike reed fucking comedy my shows have like i do always the greatest hits but everything in between is always different because it's just me fucking around you know <laughs> I thought you were talking about the shakedown street that follows you around. Yeah. <laughs> no, I need I need deadheads, bro. I need re- deadbeat read dead reads. Instead of deadbeats. You know? Okay, but listen. <coughs> yeah, like when we were in Alliston, I don't remember what the fuck. I fucked around for like 20 minutes up there. Just talking shit. Here we go. What do you want to listen to? I'm gonna play some Athena, baby. Alright, here we go. I think it's going to work. Miscellaneous. Oh, we got a commercial first. It's fucking YouTube monetization. <laughs> if I was dead and company. Remember pre-ad YouTube? Oh, fuck yeah. Underrated or overrated? I think... 
underrated, bro. In the history of rock and roll, this oh, should be like a top 20 song. So underrated, dude. And yeah. the thing about this is, is that it's all about the live music with the dead, man. Hell yeah. You're here? I was at this show. I pulled up a show that I was at in 2017. No. Yeah, I remember. I could put myself there right now if I close my eyes. Cool, huh? Yeah. Uh, where were you sitting in the, the Where you sitting in the arena? I had a ticket in the 300s, and I snuck my way into the 100s. Oh yeah. Cause that's how I roll, Smack right, Peter? We're gonna let you guys jam out for a bit, man. This is November 25th, 2017. Anyone that hates John Mayer can fuck off. Is that who's singing right there? That was the special guest. He's the, he's in the he's in Dead and Company, bro. John Mayer is, is Jerry Garcia in Dead Can Company. Ooh. He plays that role. Wow, what a life. You want to yeah. come on tour with me this summer, man? You want to go to a show? I just want to go to a show, yeah. I got tickets. We're going on tour this summer. It's the last tour for Dead and Company this year. This is the last tour, Mike Rita. So if you want to get on the bus, now's the time. Wow, he does a great job, huh? Almost the same tone as Jerry and everything. John is a great guitarist, and anyone that slanders him is fucking dumb. They have no idea what they're talking about. So clean, huh? I hope they don't cut us off, because I hope everyone listening right now, I hope you guys are enjoying this, you know? Oh, they better know. Dude, Athena is such a great song. I, I, I used to jam out to the song, get so high as a teenager with my little shitty headphones on. That was what was great about The Dead is, is you could put on a, a record, a, a concert, and it just continues, right? They're a jam band. One song leads to another, leads back to a song, comes back to that other song, and yeah, they just... Yeah. And, it's and, all head nods. It's yeah. just somebody head nodding another one, like, we're going back. People spinning, people dancing. You go to a Dead show, you see families, you see children, you see old married couples spinning in circles, yeah, kissing each like, other. Yeah, let's get, like... Oh, let's get... I'm gonna get bring my kids to a fucking Dead show. Oh, dude, that would be hilarious. You gotta go gotta to America, cry. man. You gotta go to America. <laughs> that would be sick, bro. All right. Yeah, I would love to take my son to a dead show. You got to go to America. They don't come to Canada, uh, many, dead company. <laughs> too many uh, degenerates that can't get across the border. <laughs> They're like, we don't got enough lawyers in the world to get you guys here. The thing about going to on, on dead tour is, is that you, you can't really just go to one show. You have to line up a few. So every time I go, I go to at least two shows. You're the man, bro. That's I've so seen sick. this band. I've seen this band 12 times. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, and I would go again and again and again. Um, so this year we're going to go to Pittsburgh. We're, yeah? yeah? I'll go with you guys to that. Yeah, we're going to go to Pittsburgh. As long as you're not being famous somewhere, Mike Rita, you have a schedule, you know what I mean? But we'll find a date. <laughs> we'll find a date when you're not on the road. <laughs> Middle of the week, we'll make a, we'll make a road trip. And Middle we'll, of the reeds. Yeah, have you ever seen Shakedown? Have you ever heard of Shakedown? Do you uh, know what Shakedown Street's about? Shakedown Street is a... A Grateful Dead cover band that's amazing. Okay, so that Shakedown Street is basically like the dirtiest flea market you've ever been to in your entire life. <laughs> and it follows the Grateful Dead 
iterations, how do you say that word? You know, the different versions of it. And it also, Fish kind of has its own shakedown street that, you know, some of the deadheads went over there. But moreover, it's a a Grateful Dead thing. (laughs) And you can openly, so they'll take over the parking lot and they'll say, okay, you know, they love to do outdoor venues. They'll say, oh, doors open at four. Well, the deadheads will start lining up at 10 o'clock. And they'll cause a traffic jam to the point where they have to let them in the parking lot. And then they (laughs) set up their tents and they sell everything. People there will be selling uh, Jerry Rolls. This is obviously the the uh, a stay. Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese is always there. Uh, fajitas, uh, merch, un- unlicensed merch. Like uh, you, all of the old bootlegs that people are are going crazy over on the internet now. Like the Calvin and Hobbes, Grateful Dead, the Snoopies, the Peanuts. All of those bootlegs. You'll see shirts like that. You'll see tie dyes, and you will openly see any type of drug you could possibly want being sold mushrooms weed vape pens you'll be walking through this this flea market is what i would call it to give people a, uh, an idea of what it looks like and you'll just hear people being like doses molly doses molly like walking on young street past the outreach in the, like the late 90s oh man i haven't heard somebody whisper drugs to me in a long time but that's a classic thing right there downtown guy being like what are you getting, are you getting anything you want to buy my mixtape yeah it comes with a, di- a dime bag and a blunt and my mixtape it's 10 bucks See, if those guys had actually dedicated themselves to something with that kind of hustle it's insane it could have been trillionaires so the, ri- the, the the genesis of shakedown street was basically deadheads going town to town and trying to sell things making to be their own mini economy to, to, to support going to the next town to support <laughs> tickets to the show to support you know and uh and yeah, ironically enough, even in the reddest states, like I was in Indiana, which is a pretty red state, and uh, the people there over the years have kind of figured it out that they're all going to leave tomorrow, yeah. and then it's not our problem. But if we fuck around with them, then they become our problem because they're stuck here. Yeah, You know what I mean? So over the years, of, and, and the Grateful Dead's touring is prolific. You know, up until the craziness of the early 90s where they were selling out, you know, 50,000. Like, dude, this year in Chicago, they sell out Wrigley two nights in a row. <laughs> you know, that's crazy for a rock band to do. You know what I mean? Two nights in a row at Wrigley, and they do that every year. Um, but their touring was so prolific that the, the people were just like, let the deadheads do what they want, drugs and everything. <laughs> but to the more, moreover, our podcast has a lot of weed culture. The Grateful Dead and, and deadheads in general are the pillars of the counterculture and of marijuana culture and and weed culture in general people in america didn't get good weed until dead tour came through That's because the people from california were coming to the towns chem dog sour diesel uh has traces uh to deer creek uh, from people getting high-grade weed from California on the East Coast and finding a few seeds in it and growing it. There is so many. Why do you think they call it a heady pipe? Damn. They call it a heady pipe because people like Bob Snodgrass. And I'm going to educate some Bob kids. Bob Snodgrass. Bob Snodgrass. I, I hope he's still alive, man. Bob Snodgrass used to go on tour in his bus with glass blowing and sell pipes on dead tour. And if you wanted to get a pipe back in the day... Paraphernalia was straight up illegal, man. Like we were talking, not even late nineties. We're talking eighties, you know, early nineties. Paraphernalia, you could not get yourself. No, fuck no. And if you wanted one that was worked, one that had any sort of design, we're talking like the primitive skulls with the hats and like very the the color changing spoons and things of that nature from back in the day. If you wanted one of those, you got it on tour and you got it from a head. 
That's why it's called a heady pipe, man. Is because they that all that genesis that all all of those guys, all of the young glass blowers, they all learned from people that came up in that culture. That's amazing. That's that's the the the, the underrated band. The Grateful Dead is the greatest band in American history. And the reason I say that is is because their music will never die. It'll always be played forever. And and Bob Weir said one day um, that he had a, a out of body experience where he saw himself uh, saw John Mayer on stage and they were playing the songs of the Grateful Dead and John was gray haired and he was in Bob's spot and everybody around him was different but they were still playing the music and the music will still live on that's and that's it's it's very similar to to do a complete one eighty it's very similar to how Guar. Nobody knows who's under the, the the costumes and their characters, so they can continually they can we, live forever. We still don't know that they know who it is, but people take over the characters. The Guar is like a theatrical company; they could go forever. That's hilarious. But uh, Bob Snodgrass is still alive. Thank God. God bless uh, Bob Snodgrass. He is an OG glassblower. He is probably the pinnacle start of what we know of cannabis glass. He the invented. Heady. And to Bob Snodgrass's nature, and you'll remember this, glassblowers especially, they're like, you know, they don't want to teach other glassblowers what to do. I know. They, if once, they, once I make this, nobody else can make this because I'm the one that made this. And that's how glass community, especially in the 2000s, was. Well, Bob Snodgrass invented the color-changing spoon, and instead of being like, I'm the only person that's going to know how to make a color-changing spoon, he taught everybody how to do it. He founded the Oregon uh, Glass School. Um, he is a, a pioneer. Again, uh, he, he, Jerome Baker Designs, Jason Harris came up under Bob Snodgrass. Every great glassblower owes a fucking t- shit fucking ton to this guy. And that's some education from the snack man on why the Grateful Dead is the greatest American band ever. The culture that they did, the cultural impact, there's not a single band in American history that has had the cultural impact that the Grateful Dead has had. Well, I don't know about that, bro. I got I got Who do one. you got? Uh, I, I'm going to have to throw... Um, uh, Smash Mouth or 311. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a banger in Shrek though. Yeah, yeah, hey man. now, you're an all star. It just That's again, not the it's, one. It's, 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 I'm a believer. Is the one from Shrek. Oh, the, yeah. both, they're both of them were in there. There's no way that Shrek signed that contract yeah, without yeah, getting yeah, the, exactly. the yeah, all star one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, listen, we'll give you a new one, but we want the all star okay, one too. Okay, okay, okay. In American culture, just I'm saying American, like yeah, it can't be part of the British invasion of no, the Stones. No, no, no. I'm not getting into the Beatles. I'm not getting into the Stones. Okay, where okay, okay. Um, American bands, and and the only person that I put in the same, and again, I'm a very opinionated American. person. The only person that I put in the same fucking breath as the Grateful Dead is a person that toured with the Grateful Dead, which is also another reason I got into the Grateful Dead, and that's Mr. Bob Dylan. I knew it. I knew it was going to be Bob Dylan. I fucking knew it because you, it can't be Hendrix because Hendrix is inspired by Bob Dylan. It can't be other bands because they're, it's already too late. It has to be that era. It has to be Bob Dylan. But if you ask Bob Dylan... It, it, Bob you, Dylan toured with the, ba- with the Dead. Dylan and the Dead. They toured in the 80s together. They were like hand in hand, man. I like the song Man in Me. A lot of people don't like that song, but I love that song. 
That'll definitely get us banned from YouTube. Every time I see Dead and Company play, they cover a Dylan song. They do Knocking on Heaven's Door. They do. I just want Scarlet Begonia's least three times. Like, they just keep coming back to it. Like, you, do you think they've jammed their way out of Scarlet Begonia? Yeah, like, you know, Scarlet Fire. So then, like, four or five songs comes back. And, and then, then like, they go back to Scarlet Fire. Oh, come on. Here we go. We're going to get back into the fucking beautiful dead again. Here we go, man. <laughs> that's exactly what happens, man. So that's the other thing that's uh, about Grateful Dead people is, is they write down the song list every time, every single time, because again, it's different every single time. And uh, Scarlet Fire goes together. Same with uh, China Cat and Annoy Your Rider. This is turning into Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, my, hey, Reese. Check out this trippy band. Oh man, John Mayer is such a oh man, John Mayer is such a fucking dork, but I'd fuck him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he'd be a bottom for sure. <laughs> look at him, look at him. He looks like he's got the body of Squidward. <laughs> he's definitely a sponge. <laughs> look at him yelling, he's like, hey, you, Scarlet Begonia in the touch of the blues. <laughs> We're not gonna be able to get through this because this is probably like a fucking 18 minutes. <laughs> Now, another thing I'd like to point out is Bob Weir has become Jerry Garcia. I was going to say, I thought that was Jerry for a second. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Jerry, is that you? Yeah, Bob Weir is, is this generation's Jerry Garcia. I, I said it a few times, man. It's the 30s. We're, we're in 93 right now. Now I'm going to listen to this on the way home. 18 minutes. Well, because they go to another song. Fire. So dirty, dude. Dude, come on, man. One of the cleanest guitarists of our time. Doesn't make a mistake. Anybody that hates on John Mayer is they have ridiculous. No idea what they're talking about. Watch John Mayer play live. He's one of the greats. So clean. Doesn't make a mistake. Everything he's doing is like on purpose. They let him play the Jerry Gar, uh, the Jerry guitar, the Wolf at one of the shows. Oh, he's sick, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. They're still touring around. They're still lugging around his guitars, eh? One of the collectors like lent it to him for a show or two. This is the this is the in between, right? They're gonna melt you. The greatest thing about these bands are is is when you show up at seven o'clock, they start. Yeah, yeah, because they got a long show ahead of them. And they do an hour and a half, and they have an intermission, and then they play to eleven. You get three plus hours out of the Grateful Dead or Dead and Company. I would like to do some acid. That's uh, the plan, man. Pittsburgh, we're coming for you. Hey, Scar Star Lake. Star Lake, baby. Maybe we can head right through to St. Louis. Yeah. Hey, just get a roadie going. We'll do a little snack vacation, snackcation with Reeds. Hey, let's skip ahead. Get on out the door. See? There's the fire. 
seriously, man. This is my favorite togetherness of an, If this happens at a dead show, I'm ecstatic, man. Yeah, yeah, like, this is it. This, yeah, this was a good, this is a banger. It's also up, up tempo. Very Jerry esque, eh? Impromptu Grateful Dead education by the snack man. I hope everybody enjoyed that. And that was just pure elated enjoyment from the Reeds man. Well, that's the end of our episode. We're, we we got to be done here. I don't know. We got to be hitting the two hour mark. It feels like I, it. I, you know what? Hopefully we're not. But it, yeah, let's see. Yeah, we're getting close. Reeds, we're just about to get silly. You want to do a couple more voicemails and call it a day? All right, call it a day. All right, let's we got go. a couple. Let's see what these people got. We got a few more voicemails. Let's just get to them. Uh, I knew it. I could feel it. I'm like, man, it's usually around this time. It turps. Huh? Another turp. Yo, yo, it's Big Turp. What's going on? Fuck, man. Cocaine Brian? Oh. That dude needs to never smoke a sativa again in his life. <laughs> that dude should only be allowed to smoke Pink Kush or Death Bubba. You know that straight fucking opiate weed that calms people the Snack fuck down, man? going at it. Man, he's got that abrasive drug energy, just like you guys fucking said, man. Dude, abrasive drug energy is the truth. That's it. That's he's, it. he's out on that. <laughs> the beef is laid uh, down. Snack Packers going at it, guys. Man. Yeah. If you've been listening to this episode, I'm not even going to lie. We started slow, and then the middle it picked up, and we ended on a fucking... Dude, this thing just kept chugging along. Okay, so we got we got two acid trips, and we got some uh, Big Terps health advice for you, and then we're done. I love that we're ending on a fucking beef note. Um, do you want do you want any of these other ones? You want to save them? Which one is it? Okay, so we have Big Terps uh, health advice for oh, you. Oh, we got to do the Big Terps health advice. And then we have two acid trips to enter into the contest. No, we got to save them for next we'll week. We'll save them for next week. Okay. But we need Big Terps okay, we'll health finish. advice. He's got some health advice. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Big fan of the show. Love the podcast. Um, oh, this isn't even Terps. Oh, no, it's Terps. Is it? Fiber. That's what I wanted to talk <laughs> about today is fiber. You get a lot of fiber going in your diet. And my God, it'll change your fucking life. I said it. I picked up these psyllium husk fiber psyllium is the truth. from shoppers. I said there wasn't going to be poop. It talk. says on the side of the package that you can take up to five, five times per day. So I took about 20 of them at once because, you know, I don't have time to take it five times a day or four times a day, five and a half times. Tell them, brother. So I just took all 20 at once. And let me tell you, when I woke up the next morning... I could have fucking repainted a highway with what came out of me, man. Like, that <laughs> shit is bro. unreal. But now that I'm down to, you know, I got the initial clear out going. Now that I'm on to, you know, a couple a day. I hope Bobby's listening. I'm taking one wipers every fucking time now. One wipers one is wipers the truth. shit yeah. every single time. High fiber will change your life. Trust me. Yes, man, I stand by that high fiber. It makes me healthier, makes me more active, gives me more energy. Libido goes up, bro. I'm not even kidding. Makes you fuck more, bro. Not I fuck better. Better fucking. Okay, let's just say, bro. You know, like, bro, a five minute fuck is decent, but bro, you want to get to the 10, 15 minute fuck. And I don't mean like, I don't mean like foreplay and all that stuff prior. Yeah. I mean straight, we're, like, dick we're, in, dick in. Dick bro, in. people think like, wow, five minutes, bro. Time yourself, assholes, and you give yourself the truth. Do not time yourself, assholes. You're going to be disappointed. Bro, I used to think, like, oh, I'm the man. Bro, you get to your 10-minute mark. Your girl's already came. Maybe she's rounding second for a second, bro, round, like a little cum, you know? Bro, call it. A, it's over. But, bro, I'm telling you, you want to you wanna get past that five-minute threshold, get into the 7- to 10-minute mark, and you're fuck, and you're done. Go to sleep, bro. I, I, you know, 
crack yourself open a zero sugar, zero caffeine Coca-Cola, look out the window... I, I cheat to win, man. I'm different, man. I cheat to win. I take a Percocet so I can't come, and then oh! I, I just break people. This guy's yeah. fucked. This guy takes a perk. It's Sport rock fuck. hard. Yeah. See, bro, if I take a perk yeah. and I can't come, I'm going to be too tired. You get so aggressive. No, you get so aggressive. I know, because you got to come. Yeah, man, it's great. They enjoy it. Not me, man. I haven't had a complaint yet, Mike. It's, it's But cheat to win. I'm complaining, bro. It fucks that. I want to go to bed. I want to come. I want her to come. Let's go to bed. Use that vibrator. Get yourself wet. Dream's over. Bro, finish the job. <laughs> You know, let me come in your ass. Let's go. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, treat it like a pinball and put and put my name at the top of the score. I say, I may not be the best ever, but I'm going to make you add up the numbers and carry the one. Not me, Just to bro. check. That's, I, I'm just a, maybe I'm a fucking narcissist. Yeah, I was like, you're a different guy, bro. You're a different <laughs> priest. This guy is ruthless. Uh, all right. You want to you run out with the Snacks of Life theme song and get it, out of guys. here? That's been our episode hey, this man. week. Thank you to Liquid Death, Headwater Cannabis, Castle Glassworks. Oh, man. Oh, we didn't even get to try, but uh, Icebox wanna... Candy, they were amazing. We tried them prior to the show. Yeah, do, yeah we'll do it again listen we tried them they're amazing and uh, freeze-dried candy is different man i was gonna suggest that you didn't uh you didn't promote that like you were supposed to you got too high and forgot freeze-dried skittles will change your life i'm gonna have a one listen oh man oh, wait, let me take a red one too because i want to have the best reds are the best i don't care what anybody says take whatever flavor you want my g listen just, to this crap. i just i just i'm just i just go mm, 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 mm. the For texture change Makes the Skittle 10 times better. Bro, 10 times better, bro. If you haven't had freeze-dried Skittles, don't fucking waste your time. We have a company that sent us a bunch. Icebox. Sent you some. Confectionary. ain't get none. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get us to send us some. I brought meat. We'll tag them in the comments, and we'll do this. Icebox. Rainbow Crunchies. Absolutely fire. You can't go wrong. Bro, I promise you. This is one of the best candies I've ever had in my life. I know it's just a Skittle that's just freeze-dried. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. It's 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 crazy, bro. It it's it actually it's insane what it does to Dude, a skittle. Like, it it it'll change the way you think about a skittle. I'm surprised <laughs> that Skittles hasn't done it themselves. I'm well, surprised somebody at Skittle head office hasn't been like, guys, we've been doing this wrong the uh, entire time. Mm -hmm. We're missing out on millions, guys. We really got to get this to the market. Yeah, we need to stop fucking around with these jumbo gummy things we've been releasing. And these which are actually dishes. kind of whatever. Yeah. Maybe we didn't need another gummy, man. We didn't need another gummy. What we do need is freeze-dried Skittles, though. And, All right, uh, hit them with the snackies. Icebox for sending them. Are you ready, Mike? Let's go, All baby. Right, here we go. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the, the snacks, snacks of life. The snacks of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow, and now you know about the, the snacks, snacks of life. The snacks of life. All right, thanks for listening to the Snacks of Life podcast. I've been your host, Mike Rito, with our snack man. Thank you to Headwater Cannabis. Oh, <laughs> oh what's their name? Liquid Death and Castle Glassworks. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. That's the Slash of Life podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next Friday, people.